0: at you from new orleans louisiana to join the conversation it's 914-803-4131 it's 914-803-4131 if that doesn't tell you how well this uh this week has been going for me um well <laughs> let that let's let's oh boy i'm getting a warning from youtube is not receiving enough videos to maintain true smooth streaming as such whatever i don't know Maybe it's just because of the fact that at the beginning I didn't have much whatever, but we'll see. Um we'll see we'll see if, if the problems continue or not. If I uh I don't know, maybe maybe my signals week and that's just gonna be a continuation of, of the interesting week I've been having. Just just I've just been overly tired. I don't know why. It's it's I don't know. It was, I had an up and down week all week. Let's just, let's just put it that way. So shouts out to everyone in the chat, the Mod Squad, Aaron and Jolie, P-Dubs, Wes, um, Jeff. Let's see. I think that's everybody who is at least chatted in the chat for right now. So that's good. Wes is coming up on his almost year Patreon anniversary uh, which means he is almost due a shirt as well. And we are working on that as we speak. Uh, um, I, people who are due shirts should be getting them at some point soon because my uh, mother-in-law has been living with us. We've been dealing with my mother-in-law's surgery and a whole bunch of other stuff that, that was going on and with my mother-in-law living with us. And everything that's been going on, the shirts have been uh, you know, on hold, but they are coming to those who – have been OG members for over a year. The OG program had shut down, but you can still support the show by being a patron, patreon.com slash liberalban or li- patreon.liberaldan.com. Or you can make one-time contributions by clicking the Buy Me a Cider button on liberaldan.com, Or you can shoot me a Venmo as well. Um, since this has been a rough... One, one of the things like it work... like. We have to move a whole bunch of stuff, and I'm not a big SharePoint guru, um, but I'm responsible for the SharePoint stuff, including the fact that we have to move some SharePoint stuff from one place to another, Um, and I didn't have the proper rights uh, to to do any of the – to do about – to do the movement, and I was – about to have a meeting with with my boss saying, and I was saying, look, I'm a little stressed right now. I don't have the proper rights to do what you need me to do. And it's it's coming on the time where it needs to get done by. And I'm very annoyed. I'm very stressed. And, you know, I don't want to have this look bad on me, but I don't have the rights to do what I need to do. And then my meeting got canceled, so I couldn't vent to my boss. And then later on that day, me and one of the other coworkers actually figured out how to get me some of the rights. And then I was able to get the other rights to me, and one of the reasons why I didn't have the rights is because my old person who had my job had my rights. So he doesn't, he doesn't work there anymore. So I was able to replace him with me, and then I had the rights. And then it didn't work anyway. So back to square one. Ha <laughs> ha. So there we go. So this week, it didn't do too much. I didn't really feel like doing a Hypocrite of the Week because basically the Hypocrite of the Week was, and maybe I'll put it out afterwards, I don't know, but it was basically going to be, this week's Intercruit of the Week is Pat Robertson, who claimed to be pro-life, but now he's dead. That's it. He said he was pro-life, but now he's dead. There you go. Anyway, if you happen to be listening on Blog Talk Radio, uh, we are usually doing it live over on YouTube, and a lot of times I just use the Blog Talk Radio. Uh, as a soundboard and also as uh, to accept the phone calls, but everything can be heard over on YouTube as well. And it's better off to uh, you're, you're better off there. I'm always checking that chat. I'm hardly ever checking the blog talk radio chat. So if you do want to join me over on blog talk radio, um, he's not dead, lol. Maybe he'll be alive. Uh, maybe, maybe he's alive in the heart of everybody. Is that what you're trying to say? Something's going on out there. I don't know what's going on, but some, apparently Cassie is laughing at my youngest child, so um, I don't know. Electromagnetic energy cannot die. Interesting. Like, I want to call in the, to Jeff's show, the, the morning show that I call in a, to a bunch, and uh, and like i want I want to basically call in and say two things um but basically that a not not everything is a conspiracy theory and and he's still harping on about the whole a m radio thing about how it's a conspiracy theory that that the uh that the people in, in, who are making electronic vehicles are trying to take a m radios out of the cars because they design the cars and now that they, they can't put a m radios in it. They're putting the cart before the horse, though, because I think what happened is they designed the cars in a certain way and then realized, oh, the AM radios in these cars don't get good signals, so we're just not going to put an AM radio in these cars. And they're like, oh, my God, it's a tech on AM radio. They don't want us listening to AM radio, even though you could just, you know, put in an app on your phone and listen to it uh, because they don't understand science. And then they want you to... um, And then they want government, they want Congress to pass a law to require a private business to put in an AM, to to redesign their cars so that they can have AM radio in them. I mean, what happened to business getting out of the way uh, of government getting out of the way of business? I mean, again, as the host of the most nebisyoshi with the spoots on the Percy podcast would say, hypocrisy is a conservative prerequisite. Um, But also what I'd call and say, because there's this big thing now where, where, I don't know if it's now or not, but they're basically trying to say that the, Joe Biden is, is persecuting a political opponent by pressing charge by bringing charges criminal charges against him. So I was like, OK, so if if criminal charges can shield one or, or if running for office can shield you from from criminal charges, does that mean if Hunter Biden were to decide to run for president against Joe, his father? Does that mean that they could no longer demand that the Justice Department look into Hunter Biden because, therefore, it would be an example of people looking into a political opponent? Or maybe now they should stop looking into Hunter Biden because, to them, if Hunter Biden is a political opponent, they should stop looking into Hunter Biden. Huh? Maybe. I don't know. Hey, Kim Chi, what's going on? Again, maybe that should have been hypocrite of the week. Maybe that'll be next week's hypocrite of the week. Who knows? Uh, Bill Deacon, my uh, AM gets great signal. So listen to my morning show. And here's the thing: when I looked into the whole bitching and moaning and complaining that the conservatives are doing on talk radio about the fact that some some electronic vehicles don't can't hear AM radio, it is just some electronic vehicles. There are other electronic vehicles that do because apparently the way they were they built, the AM radios are shielded enough from the electromagnetic pulses that are coming from the cars guess what you can hear the am radio fine i can drive down a street in new orleans or actually it's not in new orleans it's in the the outskirts of new orleans but it's called the palco boulevard you drive down there's a whole bunch of power lines down that street lots of power lines and if i drive down that street trying to listen to am radio no it's not gonna work i can't hear the station especially his because it's not a very powerful station, and the, and the interference from the electrical power line just completely knocked it out. So was it a big conspiracy theory on the part of energy or the electricity companies or whatever? Oh, we don't want you listening to AM radio on this street. Better go to a side street if you want to listen to AM radio. It's ridiculous. Anywho. Finishing up. Apparently, it's um this is not a paid product thing or whatever, but apparently it's Grimace's birthday at McDonald's, so I went ahead and got and treated myself to a Grimace's birthday shake, blueberry flavored, flavored apparently. So there we go. Anywho, so today's show we're going to be talking about two main things. We're going to be talking about the um we are going to be talking about the ruling, um, Allen. Uh, Alabama Secretary of State versus Milligan, and we're going to be talking about the the indictment of Donald Trump and how you know the embarrassing thing about and all the embarrassing stuff that's going on about that stuff as well, uh, building everything they don't understand is a conspiracy. Well, of course, um, that that's that's the thing. It's like it's not even that. I, I, some of them do understand it, and it's just that they don't they don't they just want to basically say it's a conspiracy, because, as Phil said last week in the sh- on the show and if you and if you missed the Phil littner show, it's always it's not available online it's the first hour ish it's I need to delete the first part of the show because he's actually the second the second listing of the show um it's the first <laughs> it's the second show that came on because we were having some technical difficulties last week, too um, but uh. But yeah, we were talking about the fact how the point of disinformation is not necessarily to get you to believe the disinformation, but it is to get you to disbelieve everything so that you don't believe the truth. So, oh, it's Ox, Howdy, the first liberal Dan Radio patron. Let's see. This is a political lawsuit. It's political. They're going after Trump for political reasons. I mean, yeah, he broke laws from his political station. Yeah, Actually, he broke the laws from after his being in political station. I mean, I guess technically – How would you I mean, I guess hmm he could technically have have those documents and hold on to them for as much, as long as he was still president, so up until the point where he was I don't know I, I don't think he was, I don't think he was in a political position at the point when, when he committed the crimes. i maybe when he showed the documents maybe in 2018 at that point that might have been a crime we'll, we'll go over that in a little bit but when he was the most of the crimes was when he was not in a in a post a political elected position it was when he was outside of political office when he committed most of those crimes that he was indicted for um so what's up sparkle <laughs> what's up cynthia from texas thank you for joining appreciate it um, I have, I have WROK radio tower in my backyard. Does it rock? <laughs> and, oh, wait, I, does it rock? Thank you. I'll be here all week. Tip your waitress. Um, do they make chandeliers with what? with fart fans? Uh oh, where'd that come from? I don't know. Did I miss the joke? Did I miss a comment somewhere? I'm not sure. Um, anywho, so let's go ahead and let's see if, the alternate hey it worked right i had it i had it correctly set up as it stands there we go look at that how had it all set up i didn't even bother checking with it all right so here we go the ruling alabama secretary of state whatever um the issue was presented whether the district plan adopted by the state of alabama for its 2022 congressional elections likely violated section two of the voting rights act as originally enacted in 1965 Uh, Section 2 of the Act tracks the language of the 15th Amendment, providing that the right of citizens of the United States to vote shall not be denied or abridged on the account of race, color, or previous condition of servitude in the city of Mobile versus Bolden. This court held that the 15th Amendment, and thus Article 2, or Section 2, prohibits the states from acting with racially discriminatory motivation or an indivious purpose to discriminate, but it does not prohibit laws that are discriminatory only in effect. So basically, if your purpose is to discriminate, you can't do it. If the purpose is not to discriminate, but it happens to discriminate, that's when it gets whatever. So this is probably why Roberts signed on to it. I can't necessarily speak to Kavanaugh, but this is why Roberts signed on to it, because if if Roberts could hang his hat on a previous ruling, i.e. City of Mobile versus Bolden, and, and it said that, hey, the 15th Amendment says this, so therefore if you if you have discriminatory intent you can't it can't stand therefore that's why probably Roberts hung hung his hat in upholding section 2 even though Roberts uh decided to go against sections the, the preclearance requirements uh, on the several states because he believed that racism was over supposedly um What's up, Trial Balloon? Thank you for joining us. Again, everybody, if you haven't liked or there's 13 viewers, 11 likes. If you haven't liked the video, please like to help the algorithm. And if you haven't subscribed, please remember to do so as well. Um, so that that's my opinion on probably why Roberts signed on. Uh, let's see. Three, this is just the held. The court affirms the district court's determination that the plaintiffs demonstrated a reasonable likelihood of success in their claim that HB1 violates. Section 2. The district court faithfully applied the court's precedent in concluding that HB1 likely violates Section 2. The court first addressed the 1982 Amendments to 2 and Thornburg versus I'm guessing it's Gingles or it could be Jingles. I don't know. Depending on how you pronounce Jif or Gif or maybe not. It doesn't matter because you have "gin" and then you have um, you have other words that start with G that I, I'm on L. Um, describe the essence of a, a dis... Gingles described the essence of a or chapter two or, or section two claim when a certain electoral law practice or structure interacts with the social or end historical conditions to cause an inequality in the opportunities enjoyed by black and white voters that occurs when an electoral structure operates to minimize or cancel out minority voters' ability to elect their preferred candidates. Such a risk is greatest where minority and majority voters consistently prefer different candidates and where minority voters are submerged in a majority voting population that regularly defeats their choices. To prove a two violation under Gingles, this will satisfy three preconditions. First, the minority group must be sufficiently large and geographically compact to constitute a majority in a reasonably configured district.
1: <laughs>
0: now, I've showed you a reasonably configured district in Louisiana or the district in Louisiana on the podcast before, uh, Louisiana's second congressional district is not reasonably configured. many districts not reasonably configured. Um, second, the minority group must be able to show that it is poly- politically cohesive, and third, the minority must be able to demonstrate that the white majority votes sufficiently as a block to enable it to defeat the minority's preferred candidate. Uh, the plaintiffs who demonstrate these three preconditions must then show under the totality of circumstances that the challenged political process is not equally open to minority voters, but the title of circumstances inquiry recognizes that application of Gingles factors is fact-dependent and requires courts to conduct an intensely local appraisal of the electoral mechanism, blah, blah, blah. Okay, the court finds unpersuasive the state's argument that plaintiff's maps were not reasonably configured because they failed to keep together the Gulf Coast region, even if that region is traditionally a community of interest. The district court found the evidence insufficient to sustain Alabama's argument that no legitimate reason could exist to split it. Moreover, the district court found that plaintiffs' maps were reasonably configured because they joined together a different community of interest called the Black Belt, a community with a high proportion of similarly situated black voters. So um, we're gonna we're gonna kind of scroll past this one for a second because I agree with this ruling. So I don't necessarily. I don't necessarily feel like going over. Oh, it is Roberts that delivered the opinion of the court. Okay, I except to part three, which Sotomayor, Kagan, and Jackson joined in that opinion in full. Kavanaugh joined except for part three B one. Kavanaugh filed an opinion concurring in all, but, but Thomas filed a dissenting opinion, which Gorsuch joined, which Barrett joined to parts two and three, which Alito joined to parts two and A and B. Alito filed a dissenting opinion in which Gorsuch joined. The main reason why I'm actually bringing this up is because we're going to go to the Alito dissenting opinion in a second, but I do want to kind of read a little bit of what Roberts had to say, because Roberts, I thought it was, I thought it was somebody else who delivered the majority opinion. Um, Roberts delivered the opinion of the court, except for as to part three B one. Let's see shortly after the civil war, Congress passed and ratified the 15th amendment. We know that that changed in 1965. Let's see. Let's see. The first century of congressional enforcement of the 15 amendments can only be regarded as a failure. That change in 65 spurred by the civil rights movement. Johnson signed the voting rights act. Actually, this might be good. This might be good to read some of this because we want to see how much of a hypocrite Roberts is for, for, for yeeting the preclearance in the voting rights act. Uh, The act created stringent new remedies for voting discrimination, attempting to, forever banished the blight of racial discrimination in voting. By 1981, in only 16 years' time, wow, I I, I wouldn't, yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, Many consider the VRA the most successful civil rights statute in the history of the nation, so successful that Roberts had to Trump, for lack of a better word, a good chunk of it. Uh, These days, cases concern Section 2 of that act in its original form. Too closely tracked the language of the 15th Amendment and as a result had little independent force. Our leading case on two at the time was City Mobile versus Bolden, which involved a claim by black voters that the city's at-large election effectively excluded them from participating in the election of city commissioners. The commission had three seats, black voters comprised one third of the city's population, but no black preferred candidate had ever won an election court ruled against the plaintiffs the 15th amendment and thus to prohibit states from acting with racially discriminatory motivation. Um, almost immediately after it was decided, Mobile produced an avalanche of criticism both in the media and within the civil rights community of the 1982 amendments to the Voting Rights Act. The New York Times wrote that the decision represented the biggest step backwards in civil rights to come forward from the Nixon court. And the Washington Post described Mobile as a major defeat for blacks and other minorities. Uh, fighting for electoral schemes, Washington Post. that by focusing on discriminatory intent and ignoring the disparate effects, critics argued the court had abrogated the standard used by the courts to determine whether racial discrimination existed. Whether such discrimination existed it results, that court, but Mobile had its defenders too. And, and see, that's one of the problems that I have too with some of the rulings is that if, if their intent wasn't discriminatory, but the but the results were, that that's all that mattered, and I have a problem with that. In that, if the results are discriminatory, that should be what matters. But to some people, they don't care about that. As long as I didn't, as long as I didn't, as long as I didn't intend for all of these nefarious people to see these confidential, classified, top secret documents, it shouldn't matter that they got to see them, right? As long as I, it wasn't my intent to let them see them that they saw them, not a big deal, right? To, to mix the two things that we're talking about on the show today, right? Intent, should, and intent doesn't necessarily matter on, some, on negligence. And intent shouldn't necessarily matter when it comes, this isn't a crime, this is a, <clears throat> if, if you don't intend to violate my civil rights, yet your law still violates my civil rights, my civil rights are violated and it needs to be fixed. So watching the Congress baseball game. Ew, I don't know about it. last time I was paying attention to somewhat to a college Congress baseball game. One of our representatives got shot. Um, silly walk. Is this about gerrymandering? Yes, this is about how the Supreme Court, shockingly enough, upheld uh, Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act, uh, which overturned uh, the Alabama gerrymander ruling that it was discriminatory in intent and as such um, not a kosher drawing of the maps. And even though they didn't overturn it in 2022, um, they are overturning it, I guess, now, for and now they'll have to draw new maps that are um, non-discriminatory in intent for 2024. But And now that they've gone over this one, the Supreme Court said, well, now we're going to have to look over the Louisiana case because Louisiana has a similar situation where we have, uh, Louisiana is a third black, and third black voters, and yet we only have one black representative in Congress, and the map is drawn in such a way that it starts in New Orleans and goes up the Mississippi River and goes to Baton Rouge. I showed the map the other day. I, I might show it again this time, but the point is is that um, the, the conservatives in, in the legislature were like, well, we're going to draw this map, and we're going to draw it in such a way so that we get five seats. There you go. And we don't care that it's discriminatory. We're going we're gonna to get five seats, and that's all there is to it. We're going we're gonna to pack all of the black voters into one district so they get their one guy, and that's it. And there you go. That's all there is to it. And everybody would be like, well, why is it racist? We're letting them have a seat. Well, they should have two. If you allowed slates of candidates to be elected, as I have long since been a proponent of it's never going to happen i don't think but if you allow, if you allow slices of candidates to be elected um we have a silly boy coming behind me in a in a blanket wrapped in a blanket um if you like the of candidates um you would uh you would probably get two maybe three democrats from louisiana depending on the third democrat or depending on how the slates were going
1: Bye-bye.
0: bye thomas <laughs> Thank you. Um, So they're talking about congressional stuff and what happened in Congress, blah, blah, blah. 1982, Senator Bob Dole proposed a compromise. Section 2 would include the effects test that may desire, but also a robust disclaimer against proportionality, seeking to navigate any tension between the two. The Dole Amendment borrowed language from a 14th Amendment case, Wright versus Register, which many in Congress believe would allow the courts to consider effects, but avoid proportionality. The standard for liability in voting cases, White explained, was whether or not the political process leading to a nomination and election were not equally open to participation, blah, blah, blah. The Dole Compromise won bipartisan support and 85 to 8. The amendment amended Chapter 2 reads as follows, no voting qualification or prerequisites, voting or standard or practice or procedure shall be imposed or applied by any state or political subdivision in a manner which results in a denial or abridgment of the right of any citizen to vote on account of race or color as provided in subsection B. A violation of subsection A is established if based on the totality of circumstances, it has shown that the political processes leading to nomination or election in the state or political subdivision are not equally open to participation by members of the of citizens in that if members have less opportunity than other members to the electorate to participate in the political process and to elect representatives of their choice, the extent to which members are of a protected class have been elected to um, office in a state or political subdivision is one of the circumstances which may be considered provided that nothing in the section establishes a right to have members of a protected class elected in numbers equal to their proportion of the population, which, again, is stupid because, you know, because you still should be able to prove, well, I'm not getting to vote for the people I want to vote for, so fine. You know, you should be able to have two Democrats from, from Louisiana. It doesn't have to be two black people, but it should still at least be two Democrats because we at least have a third Democrat in the state, too. Do, 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 do. For the first 115 years following Construction, the state of Alabama elected no Black representatives to Congress. In 1992, several plaintiffs sued the state, alleging it had been impermissibly diluting the votes of Black Alab- Alabamians. Is that the correct way to put it, Alabamians? Uh, in violation of two, um, Alabama's congressional map had remained remarkably similar after Welsh brief appellate. Blah, 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 blah. In 2020, the decennial census revealed that Alabama's population had grown by 5.1%, a group of plaintiffs led by Alabama Register, Bobby Singleton, sued the state, arguing that the existing congressional map was malapportioned and racially gerrymandered in violation of the Equal Protection Clause. Uh, the problem the state turned to experienced mapmaker Randy Hinneman, who had created several districting maps. Starting for Hinneman was the then-existing 2011 congressional map, do, 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 do the resulting map, drew largely resembled a 2011 map, again producing only one district with black voters. Um, the Alabama legislator enacted the map. Do, 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 do. Scroll, 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 scroll. So I probably mentioned it before, but the area soj so We have two state reps showing up to everything because they ain't sure who serves this town. What town are you in again, Jeff? Uh, TV2 Live, happy hump day, can't hear you. I'm streaming on a. What's up, Putin? It's illegal. It's it's legal to by party, just not by race. That and that should be problematic in and of itself, right? Um, what's up, Trucker John? Thank you for joining. Um, let's see. Past forty years, we have evaluated claims brought under two. Uh, Thornburg versus Gingles. Gingles was a challenge to North Carolina's multi-member district scheme, which ultimately diluted the vote of its black citizens. The case presented the first opportunity since 82 amendments. Gingles began by describing what two guards against, the essence of a two claim, blah, 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 blah. Um, I really don't want to go over Gingles. Um, As noted, blah, blah, blah. We already talked about as noted and all that stuff. We do not find the state's argument persuasive. Only two witnesses testified that the Gulf Coast was a community of interest. Testimony provided by one of those witnesses was partial, selectively informed, and poorly supported. The other witnesses mean, other witness, meanwhile, justified keeping the Gulf Coast together simply to preserve political advantage. You start splitting counties, he testified, and that county loses its influence. That's why I don't want Mobile County to be split. Hmm. Well, we have lots of counties that are split in Louisiana all the darn time. So too bad, so sad, too bad for you. Um state also makes a related argument based on core retention, a term that refers to the proportion of districts that remain when a state transitions from one districting plan to another, uh, hereby largely mirroring Alabama's 21 districting plan, HB1 performs well on the core retention metric, plan illustrated plans, blah, 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 fair. Worse because they change where 2011 district lines were drawn. Okay, pretty much. I mean, I'm not. I want to go. I don't want to go over this too much with with the Roberts part because I'm pretty much. I'm pretty much here in that. This is a Roberts ruling. Roberts wrote the ruling. Roberts is hanging his hat on the fact that this is this is a case that squarely falls under a previous ruling, and because he he pretty much when he when when he can find a way to not support stereo decisis he will but this is a clearly case of stereo decisis so he does he is going to support stereo decisis in this case um so therefore that's why I believe Roberts I, I can't necessarily understand why Kavanaugh came along for the ride I'm happy he did but See, although we are content to reject Alabama's invitation to change the law on the ground that the states misunderstands, too, when our decisions implementing it, we also address how the race-neutral benchmark would operate in some practice. Al- Alabama's approach fares poorly on that score, which further counsels against our adopting it. Okay, so they're not going to adopt something. Again, they wouldn't adopt it because it goes against their decisive, blah, blah, blah. Um, they're criticizing the dissent, but I'm not going to go into that yet. Um Let's see. I mean, maybe if I read the entire thing, I might have a better understanding of Alito's dissent, but we're going to see how horrible Alito's dissent is anyway. Hey, Benny Loco, what's going on? Um, who else jumped in? I don't think anybody else jumped in. New. One final point, but mentioning throughout these cases, Alabama has repeatedly emphasized that HB1 cannot have violated 2 because none of the plaintiff's 2 million odd maps contained more than one majority minority districts, see brief Alabama, whatever. The point is that two million is a very big number and that sheer volume matters. But as elsewhere, Alabama misconceives the math pro- project that it expects courts to oversee. A brief submitted by three computational redistricting experts explains that the number of possible districting maps in Alabama is at least in the trillion trillions. Redistricting brief six and seven, another publication reports that the number of potential maps may be orders of magnitude higher, the universe of all possible connected population balanced distributing plans that satisfy the state's requirements is likely in the range of Google. Uh, one with a million zeros after it or something, I think. Two million maps, in other words, is not many maps at all, and Alabama's insistent reliance that number, however powerful it may sound in the abstract, is thus close to irrelevant in practice. What would the next million map show? The next billion, the first trillion the of the trillion of trillions, answerless questions all. Math. Wow. Robert's using math. It's probably why the Republicans don't like the ruling, because <laughs> they don't like math. Um, Jeff Gray, put me on Supreme Court. Love writing it. Be right back. Need to go shopping real quick. What you buying me, DevNox? Alabama's political Attention um the racial neutral benchmark is that it requires plaintiffs to demonstrate any deviation between the state and enacted plan and race neutral alternatives can be explained only by racial discrimination and they find little merit in their proposal blah 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 blah, blah. alabama inserts that court should outright stop applying to in cases like these because the text of two does not apply to single member districting redistricting because two is unconstitutional as the district would apply to here we disagree on both counts Alabama first argues that two does not apply to single-member dis- districting echoing Justice Thomas' concurrence in Holder versus Hall. Alabama reads two's reference to standard practice or procedure to mean only the methods for conducting a part of the voting process. Uh, blah, blah, blah. This understanding of two cannot be reconciled with our precedence. Again, judicial precedence. He's sticking by stare decisis. He's not going to go and get stare decisis. Um, the statutory text in any event supports the conclusion that two applies to single-member districts. Alabama's own prof- prof- pro proffered proffered definition of a procedure in the manner of method blah 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 blah, blah. okay um the defense also contends that applying to the districting rests on system amendment neglect blah 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 blah, blah. okay so we're just going to keep on scrolling the judgments of the district court for the northern district of alabama and the Castro case of the three judge district court are affirmed it is so ordered okay justice cavanaugh concurring. or here's here's cavanaugh concurring in all but part three B one. Okay. I agree with the court that Alabama's redistricting plan violates two. I guess this is, I need to read this too because I'm interested in knowing why Kavanaugh came along, came along for the ride, except I guess in part three B one. Right. Separately to emphasize four points. First, the upshot of Alabama's argument is that the court should overrule Gingles, but the very decisive standard for this court to overrule statutory precedent thing from constitutional president is comparatively strict. Unlike with constitutional precedents, Congress and the president may enact legislation to alter statutory precedents such as Gingles. In the past 37 years, however, Congress and president have not disturbed Gingles, even as they have made other changes to other votes to the Voting Rights Act. Although statutory stereo decisis is not absolute, the court has ordinarily left the updating of correction of the erroneous statutory precedents to the legislative process. Okay second, so he, so he's sticking with Stereo decisis on this one for some reason, even though he didn't stick with it for Dobbs. Well, unlike Roberts, who did for the most part stick with Stereo decisis for Dobbs, because remember, Dobbs v. Jackson was 5-4, not 6-3. The only part that was 6-3 on Dobbs v. Jackson was Roberts said, I'm okay with there being a 12- or 15-week ban. I'm just not okay with overturning Roe. 5-4 with Kavanaugh and at all, was, was the one that overturned Dobbs. So let's see. Second, second Alabama contends that Gingles evidently requires a proportional number of majority-minority districts, which in turn contravenes the proportionality disclaimer. Alabama's premise is wrong. As the court's precedents make clear, Gingles does not mandate a proportional number of majority-minority districts. Gingles requires the creation of a majority-minority district only when, among other things, a state's redistricting map cracks or packs a large and geographically compact minority population and a plaintiff's proposed alternative map and proposed majority minority district are reasonably configured. So, so basically you can come in if, if you, if you crack again, to get, to get into a whole discussion of what cracking and packing is um, if you pack a district, it's what we did in Louisiana and district one, which is you, you pack or stack all of the black voters into one district diluting their voting power in the state because therefore they only get to vote for one congressional person instead of two um, cracking means you dilute the power of the black voters and by putting them in like, you know, three, four, five different districts, splitting them up, meaning they don't get a majority in any district. So therefore they have no power to vote anybody who they want to vote for. So they get less votes. Um, so basically what they're saying is that if the, if the, if the plaintiffs can come in and say, Hey, here's an alternative map that has two majority minority districts that meets all the other requirements that you could have done, but you haven't, this is why your maps are unconstitutional. That's what you can do.
1: Uh,
0: P dubs, the ruling will stop multiple states. Potentially. Uh, I don't think it necessarily, the ruling specifically stops Alabama's. Um, I think the ruling, I think because of the ruling You're now going to see Louisiana's case be ruled on and that'll stop Louisiana's, which will then open, I think the floodgates for other people to come. And then I think, I think other states will start falling as well. I don't think it's going to automatically cause other states to automatically start falling like dominoes. Um, But it could start now, now that people are bringing, could potentially bring lawsuits. Like for example, Florida's stupid map, for example, Texas's stupid map. Like Texas gained um, 10% population, 90% of it it was black or Latinx. And they didn't add a single new district that were black and Latinx. So So basically they just added more white people packing and cracking, basically cracking. That's what they've done in Austin. Austin, the city of Austin in Texas is like democratic controlled damn near a hundred percent democratic controlled but like congressional representation it's not because they basically made austin like a pie or like a pizza and the crust so to speak makes up it's like a it's like a pizza with a whole lot of crust and the crust is all the conservatives in the outlying, outlying districts um and, and florida diluted the black vote because the Florida, the legislature was like was going to be like, OK, here is our new maps we're, We we made we, we worked it out with the Democrats and we're we're both fine with how this map is. And, and DeSantis was like, nope. And we're going to take we're going to take votes away from the black from the black people. And the Republicans were like, yes, OK, we'll do whatever you want
1: DeSantis. Please don't hurt us.
0: And that's why, one of the reasons why the Republicans were able to take over Congress. That and the stupid Supreme Court in New York. Now, in, in a vacuum, the New York Supreme Court did the right thing because the New York Democrats were trying to do what the Republicans were doing. In a vacuum, the New York Democrats were wrong. But not, we're not in a vacuum. <clears throat> so in reality, the New York Democrats are trying to offset what the Florida Republicans are trying to do, or at least DeSantis was trying to do. And the Florida Republicans were like, yes, sir, we'll do whatever you want, sir. Okay. Okay. Um, so, let's see. Putin, Putin says, Kavanaugh. The constitutional argument presented by Alabama to allow racial gerrymandering is not persuasive in the light of the Court's precedent. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. It's still going. If Gingles demanded a proportional number of majority-minority districts, states would be forced to group together geographically dispersed minority voters into unusually safe districts without concern for traditional districting criteria. But Gingles. And this court's later decisions have flatly rejected that approach. Third, Alabama argues court should be relying on race-blind computer simulations of redistricting maps to assess whether a state's plan abridges the right to vote on account of race. It is true that computer simulations might help detect the presence or absence of intentional discrimination. For example, if all the computer simulations generated only one majority-minority district, it might be difficult to say that a state had intentionally discrimination, but as this court has long recognized uh, and all members of this court today agree, the text of two establishes an effects test not an intent test. Um, And the effects test as applied by Gingles to redistricting requires in certain circumstances that courts account for the race of voters as to prevent the cracking or packing, whether intentional or not, of large and geographically compact minority populations. Fourth, Alabama asserts, two, as construed by Gingles to require race-based redistricting in certain circumstances, exceeds Congress's remedial or preventive authority under the 14th and 15th Amendments. As the court explains, the constitutional argument presented by Alabama is not persuasive in the light support court President, which is exactly what Putin said. Um, Justice Thomas notes, however, that even if if Congress in 1982 could constitutionally authorize race-based redistricting under two for some period of time, authority to conduct race-based redistricting cannot extend it indefinitely into the future but alabama did not raise the temporal argument in this court i therefore would not consider it at this time for those reasons i vote to confirm and concur in all but part 3b1 so what's part 3b what was part 3b1 if i can find that real quick probably impossible for you to find part 3b1 but you know i'd take too long Yeah, let's not worry about it. I don't care. I don't care that much. So let's find the Alito, the Alito uh, non, or let's see, this is the Justice Thomas. Well, let's look at what Thomas has to say as well, I guess, because, you know, his, his rulings are odd as well. But Alito's the main reason the main reason we're here and looking at this is because of Alito. And we hate we hate Alito. Alito's the worst justice. Trucker John, what? Hold on a second. Oh yeah, he, he should have won. He should have won the race. Okay, these cases, Justice Thomas here in this, these, these cases are yet another installment in the disastrous misadventure of this court's voting rights jurisprudence. Drama queen, are we, Justice Thomas? Um, and he's citing, he is citing his own dissent in this dissent. How cute. How quaint. Um, Oh, wait. This is funny. He is quoting his own dissent from the Alabama Legislative Black Caucus versus Alabama, where he quoted his concurring judgment in Holder versus Hall. So he is quoting himself, quoting himself. What distinguishes them is the uncommon clarity in which lay bare between the gulf between our colorblind constitution plexus versus ferguson and the consciously segregated districting system currently being constructed in the name of the voting rights act the question presented is whether two of the act as amendment requires the state of alabama to intentionally redraw its long-standing congressional districts so here we go another conservative another appeal to tradition an appeal to tradition they love appeals to tradition. Let's see. All right. Um, so, law—the fact that a congressional district has been long-standing is not a reason to keep it. So I don't know why he would bring up long-standing again, because it's not a reason to keep it. We had a long-standing tradition of slavery. It's not a reason to keep it. Section 2 demands no such thing, and if it did, the Constitution would not permit it. And on uh, the outset, I would resolve these cases in a way that would not require the federal judiciary to decide the correct racial apportionment of Alabama's congressional seats under statutory text. A two-challenge must target a voting qualification or prerequisite to voting or standard practice or procedure. I've long been convinced that those words reach only enactments that regulate citizens' access to the ballot. or processes for the counting ballot, they do not include a state's choice of district scheme over another. That's because you don't understand that the, the the right to vote includes the power that your vote has. If I have the right to vote, right? So let's say I have the, let's say, let's say a, a group of us, we all have the right to vote and there are a hundred of us, right? Um, and 50 of us are in one voting block. And then there are, uh, five other voting blocks, each with 10, right? So, and every voting block has the same power, okay? And we all have, each voting block has equal say. My vote does not have the same power as the v- voters in the other voting block. You've diluted my power of, as a voter. I have less say. So, yes, I have. I might have the right to vote, but you've re- removed my power. I have less power than the other voters, According to Clarence Thomas, this is cool. This is perfectly fine and okay. It's not. Diluting my ability to cast a vote based on – diluting my, my power of my vote based on my anything, based on race, based on religion, based on anything at all, either by choice or not, is not cool and should not be constitutional. You you, you should have equal protection under the law. Period. That should include your your vote having equal say under the law. While I will not repeat all the arguments that led me to this conclusion nearly three decades ago, see Holder. The court belated appeal to the statutory text is not persuasive. Whether. Words like practice and procedure are capable of meeting in a vacuum. The prohibitions of two apply to practices and procedures that affect voting and the right to vote. Vote and voting are the terms defined under the act. And Act definition plainly focused on ballot access and counting. Yes. And if you count, if my vote doesn't count as much as your vote, guess what? My right to vote has been abridged. Mr. Thomas, Justice Thomas, Clarence. Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas. Oh, sorry. Uh, the term "vote" or voting shall include all actions necessary to make the vote effective in any primary, special, general election, including, but not including, but not limited to, words, keywords, registration, listing pursuant to this chapter, or other action required by law for the of voting, casting a ballot, and having a ballot counted properly and included in the appropriate totals of vote class with respect to candidates for public party office and proportions propositions for which votes are received but not limited to did he forget those four words but not limited to it is four yes okay um then i've ever taken a look at jim jordan's district map i mean i've taken a look at a lot of district maps um it's it, it's pretty scary i don't know if i'm looking at jim jordan's in in particular i do have a video where i do look at some of the worst ones um that's pretty bad um and there, are, I've looked at ones in, in blue states and red states. There, there are some horrible examples of of maps. Again, I'm all for like a slate, just no, no, no districts, just slates. That way, you eliminate the ability to gerrymander congressional districts because there will be no districts. You take the power of of the government away to draw people out of maps because people make their own slates of candidates. And then you get to vote for the slate that you want, and then whatever slate gets the most votes, get that many people in the slate, get to go to Congress. Simple as that. Judge Candace, KKK, reminds me of the joke I told. I think I told this joke first on my Twitch channel, but uh, Donald Trump puts the uh, dick in indictment. There's just no K because all the Proud Boys took all the Ks away to form the KKK um problem problem putin is it's such a good idea that nobody will go for it because because the political parties won't go for it because that i i don't think the democrats would go for it either and that's the problem is that it's probably too good of an idea because we don't need maps any we don't need congressional the, the, the congressional districts have outlived their usefulness simple as that now what do we do about the senate i don't know what we do about the senate but that way you eliminate the ability of the state legislatures to draw people out of districts and and that way like let's say if, if i am if you do have black voters in a state and they want to vote for black candidates you can make a black you can make a caucus that are a slate of candidates that's like you know we're gonna we're gonna be the the people that vote vote for, right? now perhaps you can't deny people the ability to uh be in any particular slate based off of race, and you could die. You could say that, but you know, let's say you wanted to be like, you know, you wanted to be, you know, congressional black caucus uh, slate of candidates. You could say, oh, okay, we're the congressional black caucus uh, slate of candidates. When we get elected, we're gonna, we are going to, um, we are going to be. We're, we're Democrats. We're going to caucus or whatever with the Democrats. We're gonna, we're gonna. We, we are going to be part of the democratic group as we get up there, but we're going to be Democrats, but we're going to elect, we're going to be supporting. These, these are going to be our slate of ideas, whatever. And then, you know, anybody in the state of Louisiana, for example, could, could say, okay, I'm going to vote for this, this slate of candidates. I can vote for the slate of candidates. I don't have you don't have to be black to vote for them, but I can be able to look, this is the slate of candidates I believe in the most. I'm going to go vote for them. And then if they get two thirds of, if they get a third of the vote, then two of their candidates, because we have six seats two of the top two candidates get to Go to Washington, and let's say there's another. Let's say there's a, a centrist Democrat uh, slate of candidates that that wants to get elected. And say, hey, look, we're 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 centrist Democrats. We're uh, we're we're not, you know, we don't believe in everything with the Democratic Party, but we also don't agree with the Republican Party. But we're going to be centrist Democrats. We're like your John Bell Edwards types. We might be maybe we're pro-life, but we're pro-union or something like that. And then those people run, and maybe that people get maybe those people get a third, and those people and then. So, they run for they go they go to congress and who knows maybe maybe some smart democrats are like well maybe i feel like the the tooth maybe, maybe i feel like they're going to get a third already so maybe i'm going to vote for the people that i disagree with less that i agree with less but i'm going to give them the vote instead because i'm going to make sure that we get a third democratic seat from louisiana maybe you're smarter with your votes that way but you don't have but i'm not i'm not restricted by um lines on how I could vote. I could vote forever I want. But then you don't have to worry about all this map drawing crap. Um, it's also why they don't allow other parties to participate in debates nationally. I mean, well, you had Ross Perot participate in the debate when Ross Perot ran as part of the Reform Party. It's just you have to meet certain criteria to get on that debate stage. The problem with presidential debates and presidential candidates from third parties is that they run, but they don't run smart. They don't have enough down-ticket support to run a serious campaign. Well, even Ross Perot, he, he, he had billions of – he was a billionaire. He had enough money to run a, a campaign to get him enough support to get him on stage because he was polling well enough, but he didn't even get one electoral vote, run an electoral college vote. He needed, to, he needed to have work on getting people running for Congress as part of the Reform Party platform and running underneath him to push his message. And maybe he would have gotten some electoral college votes as well, but who knows? But third-party presidential candidates are a joke until they start running with people down ticket. Unless they're running with down ticket people, there's no reason to vote for a third-party presidential candidate. Unless, for example, both of them are just – Unless it's like Donald Trump and – I don't know. It's like Donald Trump and Robert F. Kennedy. If something happened and some fluke happened and it was Robert F. Kennedy and Donald Trump running for president for Democrat and the Republican Party and and there was some third-party person that was good, I'd be like, okay, maybe I have to go for the third-party person because holy crap. Um, any thoughts on Cornell West running under the Green Party in 2024? I mean, it, it's like. If Biden's Biden's probably going to be the Democratic nominee, and I'll vote for Biden. Um, Cornell West is gone. I used to think that Cornell West was was fine, but I saw like an old old show, like when like he was on, and it was think it was Donahue, and there was an episode where where. He was on, and I think it was Sister Soldier. Sister Soldier, the, the rapper. And he was saying something about how she was being too loud or mouthy or something and whatever. And she was, she was on there speaking some truth to power. And she shut him up. And, I, was like, and I, don't, I don't think I watched it at the time. And I remember back then her getting a lot of grief for talking all the things that she was talking about. But looking at back what she was saying now, looking back with my eyes now, what she was saying back then, I was like, well, goddamn, she was right. And what the hell was he thinking? She she was on the right side of history with that one. She was absolutely one hundred percent on point. And if he's jumping on the Russell Brand BS, then uh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm not going to be supporting. I would not be supporting Cornel West. I mean, anybody's better than Trump for the most part. And that's like maybe like if you had to give me a choice between like Donald Trump and David Duke, the op- the other the option would be moving out of the country at that point. Um, <laughs> Let's see. So let's let's continue on with uh, Justice Thomas's dissent. Moreover, the majority distractingly overstates the stereo decisive support for applying to to single member districting plans like the one at issue here, as the majority implicitly acknowledges this court has only applied to to invalidate one single member district in one case. Well, then it, if it has used it before in one case, it can use it again. Ha ha. Uh, but again, Thomas is not the worst member of the court. He he's, might be the most honest of the conservatives, considering in the Dobbs v. Jackson ruling, he basically let us all know where he stands on everything else. Um, yeah, RFK Jr. equals Cornell West as well. RFK Jr. is probably worse, because he's even more of a conspiracy theorist, unless Cornell West has gotten that bad too. I don't know. Um, well, I was more thinking along the lines of a crucial third party appealing votes from Biden in crucial areas. Well, that's a problem as well. But I'm more – I think David Duke is still alive. He's hiding somewhere in Louisiana or Russia. I don't know. One of the two. Um, the problem with third-party – I don't give a crap about third-party candidates running. That's not my problem. You can run all you want. My problem is with the voters. My problem is with the people voting for them. You can run all you want. It's a free country. But the people who are voting for them in areas that matter – yeah, that's my problem. If you're in California, and California is solidly blue, and, you want to, and you're a voter, and you're mad at Biden, or if you're Demodox and you're in Massachusetts, I think Demodox is still shopping, but if you're Demonox and you're, and you're in Massachusetts and you don't like Biden, because Demodox doesn't like Biden, I and mean, that's fine. I mean, there are a lot of people who are on the left who hate Biden, but still vote for Biden because it was against Trump, and that's fine. But if you're Demonox, and you hate Biden and, you, and there's a third-party candidate and you live in Massachusetts, I'm not going to be mad at you if you vote for Biden, if you vote for somebody else, because Massachusetts is going to go for Biden. So go ahead. If you're really that mad at Biden, vote for somebody else. Help that third-party candidate get enough votes for the next time they can make the debate stage. I don't care. If you're in New York, again, cool. But if you're in Arizona... New Mexico, Nevada. If you're in a, if you're in Michigan, Wisconsin, if you're in any of those other states that matter, that you know, because the a presidential election is only at any time between five or ten states. If you're in any of those states that are close and you're, and you, and you claim to be on the left, and you somehow, some way decide that you're going to vote for a third party candidate instead of. Because you know you don't like Biden, or you think Biden and Trump are the same man, you're hurting. You're hurting people. You're hurting marginalized and oppressed people. So, Wes, grabbing mm-mm can be an art. Well, you know. Thank you, Donald. Um, hey, Silly Wonka. Me. Eh. I was I was not that horrified by that that example of that message, Jolie. But it's okay. It, it was it was a it was a, a judgment call. I don't blame you for it. I was fifty fifty on it. Um, did Matt Taibbi and David Duke live together in Russia? Were they lovers? I don't know. I thought Virginia was for lovers, not Russia. Russia, Russia, Russia. Um, let's see. Seri decisis should be no barrier to reconsidering a line of cases that was based in flawed method of statutory construction from his Yes, Thomas, we know, Justice Thomas, we're well aware that you don't like seri decisis. We know, we know, we know. Um, even if two applies here, Alabama should prevail. What? Um, district court found that Alabama's congressional district map dilutes black residents votes because while it's possible to draw two majority black districts, Alabama only has one, but the critical question in all vote dilution cases, is diluted relative to what benchmark involves versus or. Neither the district court nor the majority has any defensible answer. I mean, I think they gave you one, but you don't care. We'll have to see if Dirty Donnie lasts for the primaries. Well, see, here's the thing. we There is an example of somebody running for president from, from jail already or from prison already. So he could run from prison. Now, he won't be able to debate from prison, but he could run from prison that'll put us in a really silly situation. We'll see if, if there are enough people in this country who, are, who will, will, it will be interesting to see if there will be enough people in this country who are willing to vote for somebody who is currently sitting in prison. That would be damned. That would be a damn shame. Let's see. Keep on scrolling. going to keep on, keep on, keep on, keep on scrolling on through the ruling. Sorry for the, Brady bunch. Um, I apologize to the Brady bunch. Honestly, just keep on. I think we've pretty much gotten to some of the ridiculousness of the Thomas arguments. I mean, that's, I'm sure there's more ridiculousness of the tar- Thomas argument. So yet there is a, there is another yet another compelling reason to insist on a race neutral benchmark. The Constitution abhors classification based on race. Gutter versus Bollinger Thomas, concurring in part and dissenting in part. Redistricting is no exception. I love how Thomas just cites himself. Like, come on! Like, can you can you do no bet? Can you at least cite someone else? Does Does he ever cite anybody else in in this in this? I don't know. Like, is he capable of citing anybody else? Let, Let me let's scroll back. I really want to scroll back to see. If he ever cites anybody else in this dissent, or, or if, if I just happen to skip... Oh, there it goes. He did cite Kennedy. League of United Latin American Citizens versus Perry. He did cite Justice Kennedy in that thing. So there you go. He is he is capable of citing, occasionally, other people, even though apparently he really likes to cite himself. Um. It's like judicial masturbation. Ooh, he cited O'Connor. Wow. As we long recognize the concept of vote dilution implies and indeed necessitates the existence of an undiluted practice against which the fact of dilution may be measured. In a challenge to a district plan, a court must be able to compare a state's inactive plan with a hypothetical undiluted plan ascertained by an objective and workable standard. Um, blah, 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 blah. Noting the general agreement on this, to be sure, it is no easy task to de- identify an objective, undiluted benchmark against which to judge a distract, districting plan. As we recently held in an analogous context of partisan gerrymandering, federal courts are not equipped to apportion political power um, as a matter of fairness. Uh, yet two vote dilution cases require nothing less. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, whatever. Um, let's see. Did he cite himself again? No, no, I don't think he cited himself again. There should be like that. We should have like a drinking game, like the next time or an over under. Maybe maybe it should be an over under thing. Um, like for the next ruling, for the next, for the next time that Justice Thomas either concurs or dissents. What's the over-under on how many times Justice Thomas cites himself in his, in his dissent or concurrence? Like, what, what would the over-under be? Let's see. So there are 12 million Americans who believe in lizard people. I'm sure they will vote for Donnie. I'm sure they will. Um, it is amazing. Clinton got $3 million more. Biden got $7 million more. And the media talks like that trend will flip and Trump can win again. What an effing waste of time. Well, I mean, he can because people are fickle and stupid. Um, yeah. Biden's bike had toe clips. Mine had toe clips. When you stop with clips and don't release, immediately you fall over. It happens in Tour de France, too. Toe clips give you ability to use muscles to pull up, not just push down, using totally different leg muscles. I'm not a bike expert, so I can't necessarily speak about that. Um... Oh, there's another one. There's yet another compelling reason to insist on a race-neutral benchmark. The Constitution abhors classification. Wait. wait. I think I, did I scroll back and then scroll forward again. Let's see. The plaintiffs in this case, these cases seek proportional allocation of power according to race. Uh, Holder at 936. Opinion of Justice Thomas citing himself again. Zoom, zoom, zoom down to the bottom. Now, I'd like to see Donald Trump get on a bike. Let's see. Put put Donald Trump and and uh, Joe Biden on a bicycle race together and see who wins. That would be amazing. Those black mobilians currently reside in the urban heart of District 1. For 50 years, District 1 has occupied the southwestern pocket of Alabama, consisting of the state's two populous Gulf Coast counties. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Let's see, he's not citing anybody on this page. Man, he drolls on and on and on and on for a defense. The plurality of justices to join Part 3B, one of the chief justice's opinion appear to agree that the plaintiffs could not prove the first precondition of the statewide vote solution claim, blah, 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 blah. Come on, let's see. I don't want to just zoom past. Jeez. He does drone on and on and on as you can see with my scrolling. Scroll, 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 scroll. Scroll, 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 scroll. scroll. <sighs> wow. Oh, he's quoting Kagan. Wow. Finally, it's surely probative that over two million race-neutral simulations did not yield a single plan with two majority-black districts, and even two twenty thousand simulations with one majority-black district. Four did not yield a single district with a black voting-age population over forty percent. Any plan with two majority-black districts would be an out-and-out outlier within the likely universe of race. I mean, again, I guess he doesn't math well because you know Justice Thomas, Justice um, Roberts already addressed that in the, in the majority opinion, but, you know, I guess he wanted to ignore that. Um, oh, he cited Roberts. Wow. Nice. Oh, there go. He, he cited himself again, more judicial masturbation. I wonder if there's a record for the amount of times that a, that a, a justice, uh, cites himself like has there ever been has there ever been a supreme court justice who have cited themselves more than justice thomas because he just did it again um and like i like i want i would love to see like two different two different metrics like i would like to see total amount of times that a supreme court justice Oh, we got a caller on the line. Hold on, I'll get to you in a second, caller. How many amount of times does does a Supreme Court justice cite himself cite themselves overall, and who does it the most? And then, how many times does a Supreme Court justice cite themselves ex- cite themselves excluding majority opinions? So, like in this case. I'm, think, I'm thinking that in Holder, maybe that he wrote the majority opinion for Holder. I'm guessing, since it didn't put a concurrence or a defense, so it says opinion of Thomas. So I'm thinking that maybe in Holder he wrote the majority opinion, and as such, he, he's just citing the, the majority opinion. In that case, it may very well make sense for him to cite his own opinion if he's citing the majority opinion of the court. But to, for him to cite a concurring opinion, which is not necessarily the opinion of the court and for, or for or for him to cite himself in, in dissent is also just kind of silly. All right. We got a caller on the line. Um, usually caller, I do like to have you announce your name and where you're from in the YouTube chat though. So Let's do that first. Go to YouTube.com slash Liberal Dan Radio um, and just put in, put in your name and, and, and where you're from because you can't put your area code in because I think you're a Skype caller, so you're coming up as all ones. But just go to YouTube.com slash Liberal Dan Radio, go to the live stream and just say who, where you are, who you are and where you're from just so I can know. I can know who you is because um, I want to make sure we know. I, I, I can check. Hey, Gibson, what's going on? Or is that you? Or is that you, Gibson Media, calling in? It could be you. I don't know. Oh, there's another one. Opinion of I don't know what that was. The absence of an alternative benchmark vote dilution in Korea is a strong one. Blah, 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 Oh, we got another one. We got two callers. Again, did anybody, did somebody else? And neither of them, I don't think, are in the, cha- in the YouTube chat. Again, if you want to call in, put your name and your area code in the YouTube chat. If, just put 111 if you're calling in via Skype. Um, just so I can know who you are and announce where you're from because I don't have a screener at the moment. So uh, Gibson, you're 336. Okay, so we'll take Gibson first. We'll take, we'll take Gibson Media first because I know who you are already. Um, and then 111. Oh, Brother Warren, you're on the line too? Oh, host of uh, New Orleans, brother. Oh, okay, cool. Well, we'll, we'll actually, let's do Brother Warren first. We've, we've talked to Brother Warren before, but well, we'll, since you were on the line first, we'll hit up Brother Warren first, and then we'll we'll come back. Uh, we'll come back to Gibson. How's it going, Brother Warren? How are you? Good to talk to you again.
2: Uh, g- g- greetings, Liberal Dan, Brother Warren, host of New Orleans. Wake up, and what I wanted to chime in on your conversation. I am one of the voters who in both of Barack Obama's presidential campaigns, I voted the Green Party. Okay. And more than likely, more than likely, I'll vote the Green Party again with Cornel West. Uh, Okay. Many people, many people see the Democratic Party as just a brother party of the corporate controlled elite. We call them a duopoly. And so, uh, A significant amount of voters who do not agree with conservative, ultra right wing, are equally discontented with what is called the liberal Democrat corporate controlled party. For example, we are currently uh, in a situation where billions of dollars are being poured into Ukraine. We could be going to World War III. That's very frightening to me. And I don't think people are talking enough about that. And so this is what you have people see there you know, with no police reform bill. Uh, you know, we can go on and on about the failure of the Democratic Party to really be transformative on American escape. Sure. Well, let, let's
0: let's roll back. Let's roll back to the first point, though. Let's roll back to the Biden point thing for a quick second. I mean, OK, you're in New Orleans, so we're both in New Orleans. You know, we're both in we're both in Louisiana. Um, mm-hmm. we, we know who Louisiana is going to vote for in, in the next presidential election, right? hmm Like, so if Donald mm-hmm. Trump's the candidate, even if he's in prison, voted, even if he's running for prison, we know that Louisiana is going to vote for Donald Trump. So it doesn't mm-hmm. matter who you vote for. It doesn't matter who I vote for. Louisiana's voting for Donald Trump because that's what Louisiana is. So I'm not going to begrudge anybody from Louisiana who is on the political left voting for cornell west voting for anybody else third party green but if you're voting for a green party, like voting for green party voting for um whatever other if there's another leftist candidate out there that you want to vote for because you don't you don't like you know joe biden or whatever i'm not going to begrudge you for that because louisiana when it comes to presidential politics we are not a state that matters um you know so, so so i'm not begrudging you for that i'm i'm all for in in states like ours for those leftist candidates to go out there and, you know, get help those candidates who are third party candidates to get more votes so that they can like get on the debate stage in in upcoming, so that party can get on the debate stage in upcoming elections. So they can reach that threshold that's required in order for them to do so. I'm not mad at that. I'm more worried about those people who are not willing to be pragmatic in the states like Arizona and Michigan and Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, you know, all the states that that where a hundred votes, a thousand votes, ten thousand votes make a difference. Not in a state that's going to be like sixty forty, sixty percent forty percent. So look, I, I I don't like everything Biden does. You know, I I, I wish we would be less corporatist. I mean, I, I I might have some disagreements with the cause of Ukraine with you. I mean. I think we're more likely to get into World War 3 if we don't stop Putin, but that's not the topic of this show. I don't want to get into a whole Ukraine argument this time. I wish we I wish you would have called in later last week after we had we last week was, was our Ukraine topic, but we were on a little bit late. So, um so I understand some people not
2: missing it. Um but, but well, I mean Well, but, let's, let's, let's okay, let's let's leave the Ukraine and stuff out but let's look at the domestic policy issues here you know every so many years we have this drama called the debt ceiling right? right now and then some compromise comes between the two parties and guess who pays the price the working class pays the price okay the poor right. and the working class pays the price and then the the the, the, the wealthy get some kind of break even in that deal. And in this case, the military gets an increase in spending. So if the, if the debt was really an issue, why did the military get an increase but people on food stamps get cut? And so, you know, we, we, we see these games that the Democrat, Democratic Party plays even when they have control of things like the Senate or, and when they have control of both House and Senate. They have people like Joe Manchin and Sinema in there, and they use them as an excuse as to why they have to be, quote-unquote, fiscally conservative or whatever. So I'm saying is that there are many people in the electorate that now clearly understand the fact that the Democratic Party, basically, in substance, is no different than the Republican Party. I would argue that— They're properly I would
0: argue that if if people would just vote in off-year elections and come out and vote, if they would have come out and voted in 2022 and would have stopped the Republicans from taking over the House, we wouldn't have had to have made a deal on the debt ceiling. We would have had a better we had better control in the Senate this year than we did last year. That we did in that you know we gained seats in the Senate a seat in the Senate. Um, we wouldn't have had to have made a deal on the debt ceiling. We could have had a clean debt ceiling bill if we didn't have to deal with. A, with McCarthy, and B, with, with, uh, with the rabid, crazy six who are threatening to kick him out any partic- time they want to, because they have him over the
2: barrel. So... But see, here's the thing, Dan. Here's the thing with the debt-chilling dramatics. Mm-hmm. U.S. debt is in U.S. dollars. Who prints U.S. dollars? The United States. Right. So the United States can print the money, which they have done. Now, you may have high inflation, but the U.S. prints its money. So even Ronald Reagan said the debt was not an issue. And a couple of other guys, it's a it's – a, it's a, the, the debt ceiling drama is to ultimately bring in more austerity and to cut entitlement programs, basically what that is there.
0: Right, and and, and, so, and, and, it's, and it's and it's drama that's caused by the Republicans, though, not by the Democrats. We wouldn't have...
2: Well, the, Democrat, the Democrats cave into it, you see, because, see, nobody's going... None of them are really going to let a debt uh, default... None of them are going to really let a default come. That's just Oh, the uh, I, people. Don't that's I don't the know. I don't know. I, think, I make... think
0: you have enough crazy people in, like, a Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, you know, like Lauren Boebert who couldn't pass high school and... Took four times to get the GRE done. And look, I don't begrudge people who get a GRE, but she She, she doesn't. The smarts aren't much with her. Um, you have people some who who some really who people, really have no who really wouldn't see the problem with causing a default. With, with they they would they but, but would have know, no problem with
2: it. But you know, some of these people, such as the Republicans, such as Senator Kennedy, they play a role. Kennedy is a is a, is a what? He's an Oxford graduate. Okay, they play this little role like they're Barney Fife or somebody down on the ground with everybody else. But they, when they go to their donors, their corporate donors, they know what lines not to cross. Okay, so what I'm basically saying is that uh, enough people in the electorate are tired of the duopoly. Okay, the Democrat and Republican parties uh, who are both controlled by corporate multinational elites in this country, which is very well documented. And they, that's who they serve. And we see more and more that the Democratic Party over the last couple of decades have abandoned the issues of the working class. They've abandoned it. Okay. And so that's what people are seeing. And so if Trump is not allowed to run for president, you're still going to have the possibility of a DeSantis. You see. And that's just, that might be worse than Trump you see so right. I, i'm just saying that that people kind of a little bit wise about the game that's been played on the american people as it relates to the illusion of having a choice in these two different two different parties
0: well, well, they might they, they might be, as you say, wise about it. But I don't think the problem is the problem is is that they might. Oh, we have like four callers on the line, so I'm gonna have to get get through them. And I have to thank you for your call. Okay, thank you so um, much. Yeah. Appreciate appreciate your call. Call back another time. I appreciate it. But even though they might be wise to the um, and if you want to call, if you're on a hold and you haven't pushed one yet, please push one. And we'll get the gift to Gibson Media next. Uh, the problem is is if they're the problem is if they're wise to to what they if they think that they're wise to the issues that are that are going on with this. The problem is, is that they're not necessarily wise to the solution to it, because if the the solution is what happened in 2016, what happened in 2016 is we ended up having major problems. Like, you know, because we allowed Donald Trump to become president and it was only by like 70,000 votes that caused Donald Trump to uh, win um, because that was just Michigan, Wisconsin and Pennsylvania because of those three uh states Donald Trump wins he gets to name three Supreme Court justices like I was warning everybody he could name three and he did and everyone called me crazy but he did and then guess what um we lose Roe v Wade we get Thomas v Jackson abortion rights start a a flood of anti-abortion laws get passed and we have an extreme activist extremist Supreme Court and I'm frankly shook that the re- reading, that the ruling that took place actually happened. I'm surprised it wasn't five four. I'm surprised that Kavanaugh sided with, with uh, sided with Roberts on this one because I, I'm I'm I, I don't under, I, I I read his wording that he stood with stare decisis and that I guess the state of Alabama wasn't compelling. I mean, it is Alabama after all, but you know I, I was I think everybody was shocked. Just like everybody was shocked when Roberts was the one that saved the Affordable Care Act. So anyway, anyway. what's going on, man? What's, how, how's it going? All right,
3: how you doing, Mister Dan? Well, I, I, I,
0: I, sh- I listened to a, I listened to a little bit of the show after the fact. I think one of your last shows, um, but I, I, got, I ended up getting too tired I had to go to sleep. But it wasn't because <laughs> of your it wasn't because of your show that didn't put me to sleep. It was just I was too tired and I had to go to sleep. But I was listening. I got you. I think you were talking about the sovereign citizen thing and how, like, one guy, one of the crazy ones or whatever, that thinks that he could never get arrested and he's untouchable, and then <laughs> and then he ended up getting arrested because he was touchable. So, yeah. anyway, yeah. So <laughs>
3: Yeah, we can at least agree on some of those points. But uh, as far as uh, – and as far as Mr. Warren goes, uh, I just called in there. I've had – My dealings and run-ins with him on on some podcast shows, but uh, uh, again, to correct his knowledge on the printing of money and anyone else out there that's listening, the United States does not print the money. The Federal Reserve prints the money. The Federal Reserve is an independent organization, which is called the Central Bank. It has nothing to do with the United States itself. There's nothing federal about it. So the United States does not print its own money. So well, we could, print, we, could print,
0: we could print the platinum coin. Couldn't we? Isn't that technically yeah. true? Yeah. yeah. We could, we could print a billion dollar platinum coin and then deposit it in the treasury or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We could, yep, we could do correct. that if we wanted to that, that sleight of hand, <laughs> that sleight of hand ridiculousness that we could do if we wanted to.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, as far as he's going about and I know I was listening to your comments, but I don't want to get off topic of your show. Um, but the, uh, as far as what what you're talking about here, I didn't catch too much in the beginning. But, uh, and I'm sorry I missed the Ukraine show. so it have been a good one to discuss those uh, topics. But as far as what we're going on, you mentioned the comment of Trump being in jail. You're right. It's a very large possibility that he will be running for a president or be president while he's in jail. Now, whether or not he can pardon himself or not while he's in there, I don't know how that works. I haven't looked it up. I know on the state charges, if he has any state charges, I think there's one or two there, he won't be able to pardon himself on those. And right. Uh, Regardless. So, and I think that's a very sad day for America, this weaponizing of the uh, justice system. Uh, um, You know, look, if we're going to prosecute Donald Trump for these documents that he had in his shower stalls and all over his house, these boxes that he must have snuck out of the back door of the White House and and the movers, you know, with the Secret Service around and nobody saw them, and Donald Trump was, you know, was taking them on purpose, then we have to go after Joe Biden and his boxes that are hidden by the trunk of his Corvette, which I don't believe that either. You know, so it's all nonsense. I, well, I think well, you're weapons. But they are.
0: But they are. They did investigate him. But they did investigate Biden, and they did and they investigated Pence too. And the difference between the difference between Biden and Pence and Trump is that, as as alleged, is that when Biden when Biden and Pence were asked to return the documents, they returned them. And I think even in Biden's case, Biden was like, hey you can come search the rest of my house and make sure we didn't miss any. And Trump was like, allegedly let's hide these documents and hide these. And we're going to go over that in the next part of the show. We're going to go over the indictment and what the words of the indictment oh, are. But, but, we're but Trump was like, Hey, let's, let's, let's not give some of these things. Let's, let's, let's give them some, but not all. And, the the alleged the allegation is is that he didn't return all when they requested and the and the point is that well technically it's illegal for them to have had it the, the the legal argument there is that if you took these documents with you let's say unknowingly and which is still illegal and you then punish them for giving them back simply for having them the point is the point that have that somebody made and I think it's a good point is then there's no reason for them to want to give them back. There's there there's no reason for them to want to give. Just go ahead and give them back. Then they're going to want to hide them. They're going to want to then not cooperate. So if you if you basically say, okay, well if you cooperate and give them all back now, we're not going to prosecute you. Then that sets up that that that's a reasonable thing to do. So that's well, what
3: why does Biden have any documents there while he was VP, when he was vice president? VP is, doesn't know. have any access why, to those documents.
0: Why, did, why would Pence? I don't know. Exactly. I mean, I, why, why? but they had those documents, and the only thing is, is that when Biden was VP and when Pence was VP, the law was different as well. It was a different law because the law was changed in 2017. I believe it's, 20, it's either 2017 or 2018. But the law was changed when Trump was president, and 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 the punishment for mishandling of confidential, classified, and secret documents was made worse when Trump was president. Which makes it make it makes it even worse because if you're the president and you sign a law making the mishandling of these documents the punishment for it worse, and then you go ahead and violate the law, that's kind of stupid. But here's my argument with the whole like the political persecution, the weaponization of, of, the, of, the, of, of the Justice Department argument. And, and, and this is just one thing I really don't get about this argument, is why is he him running for office? Why should that shield him from prosecution of, of a crime?
3: Well, I, I think because, well, first of all, I, I think it should shield him because he was president, number one. And I don't think former president, he already saw the documents, obviously. So what's the big deal if he's got them anyway? You know, and, and well, it's, number not, it's, two, it's not
0: that, okay, let me deal with number ahead. one first. It's not that he saw the documents that's the issue. It's that who else could see the documents. And according to his, according to what's been alleged that he did, it, it, it is, if, if, the, if, the, if what is alleged is true and what is on what is recorded is true that he may very well have shown the documents to people who should not have seen them and if he showed the documents to people who have not have seen them that clearly is a violation of the law so
3: okay but we can't arrest people on what may have happened or what right. could have happened
0: right you know? no but 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 if but we we can arrest people on what did happen a and a lot of the a lot of the things in the indictment are the conspiracy charges, which is the attempt to hide that he broke the law. So, like the 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 him. So when he, for example, when he uh, he's alleged to have like let's, he had 100. Let's say he had 120 boxes. I don't know if the exact if that's the exact count. Yeah. Or so let's say he has 120 boxes. He gives back 60. He keeps 60 in, a, in an attempt to not give everything back and an attempt to hide it. And let's say there was an intent there to not return it back because he didn't want to hide it, right? Because he didn't want to return them yeah. all because he wanted to, wanted to uh, not not participate in, in giving back that information. Do you and that really was think a, he handled
3: those boxes at the end? Do you think he personally picked them up and handed them back? I don't think he
0: personally handled those. No, he, he, I clearly don't think he personally handled the boxes, but I do think he probably told somebody, hey, move these boxes from point A to point B. Um, do that for me and make sure that they're not here when the people come in and go look at the room. Um, I think it's pro- po- and not only is it possible. I think it's plausible and probable. Um, the, the number that, one that, question that, that's really up for the jury is to, that's up for the jury yeah. to decide. But, yeah,
3: but in that, yeah, and the real question is: Do we want to lock a man up for a victimless crime? Who's the injured party here? Who's injured? You know, I mean is that where we're going with this? We're going to start putting people in prison for paperwork that he he viewed, that he has access to, where there's a question of whether or not he could have access to them still or not or declassified them? I mean it's all declassified, not classified. I mean is this something we want to put a man, whether you love him or hate him, in prison for for the rest of his life? I mean come on. Where are we going here? I mean this is a scary thought. Well, you know, when you think about it, because this can happen to you or me down the road, or or someone else, and, and another different situation, it's very dangerous precedent of case law we are uh, implementing here.
1: I
0: have a question for you. I'll answer your question with a question because I'm Jewish, and that's what we do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, did you ever once during the 26 campaign say, type, or or? mutter any of, any, anything similar to the idea of lock her up when it, as it pertains to Hillary Clinton and the 30,000 emails? I have to
3: be honest, yeah.
0: Okay. So why are you not then being a hypocrite at
3: this point? Because I knew it was never going to happen so I'm being honest, I did say that, but I knew it was never going to happen. So let's just say uh if it, if they really did lock her up, I probably wouldn't have wanted to see her locked up because really, it's a victimless crime. It's all nonsense. It really is wasting time to emails, this and that, you know but but, yeah, I did say that and, and and I wouldn't want to see someone go to jail or prison for something like this, maybe fired from her job uh and not allowed to run. Um, you know, if Trump is found guilty, then I would be, I would take the bill the same, uh, the same way. But if he's found guilty on the law, not how a jury is instructed, not by a a liberal judge who or any type of stacked jury, an honest jury, honest court proceeding, which, you know, is hard to do anyway. But he
0: he doesn't have a liberal judge. The judge on this case, the judge on this case is the judge that he appointed. It's a judge that sided with him in the earlier cases, like ridiculously so to the point where some of her decisions had to be overturned by another set of judges who were also appointed by him. Like everybody is pretty much looking at this judge and be like, Donald Trump is so very lucky right now that he got this judge. Like I actually cannot believe that he is what what it was like 37 counts. And I think most of them are felonies and he, he can freely travel the country. He can freely travel Overseas, There's no restrictions on him and his travels. He, he, he has his passport. I he has agree. His driver's license. He, he is you, able you to I. go wherever <laughs> the hell he wants to do. The only restriction on him is he can't talk to the other guy. Um, I forget his name off the top of my head. Uh, I think he's on. He, uh, I don't even know who he is. Um, he can't talk to his aide, the guy that was also is, is going to be, I guess, arraigned, but he couldn't because he didn't have le- proper legal representation the other day um and there might be a list of other people who might be witnesses who he also cannot um other another another one who he another list of people who maybe he won't be able to talk who he might be prohibited from talking to because of trial issues but other than that i think he's being treated much more fairly than any other person in that in that service now we now about the idea of a of a victimless crime um if Let's so classified, top secret type documents. Um, I would tend to believe that they are potentially a special animal when it comes to certain things. I'm not necessarily. I'm not necessarily concerned about the fact that he had the documents at Marilla. If he had the documents at Marilago. All, let's say let's say let's go with my 120, 120 box figure. Probably wrong, but let's go with my hundred twenty box figure. If he had those boxes on him, and he returned all hundred twenty boxes, and was like, "Oh yeah, okay, I shouldn't have had them on me," and but no, okay, here's all the hundred twenty boxes back. I've returned every single one of them, like you've asked. I, I, I did not, att- and he, he did not attempt to obstruct justice. He did not, he, and, and, there's, and there was no evidence that he showed those documents to anybody who should not have seen them, I'd agree with you. I, I would agree with you. I would say,
1: right, that's fair. I,
0: I, I, that's I would fair. agree with you that, that he should be held, that, that he would then, he should then be still held to the same standard as Biden and Pence, because at that point it would be the same situation as Biden and Pence. Um, the obstruction of justice is often what many criminals go down on, because at that point you're, you're causing more work for the federal government because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're, you're not complying with you're, you're forcing the federal government to do more work than they need to do because you're not complying with a legal order to return the documents back to where they need to be. Uh, you're not keeping um, you're, you're putting at risk many of the people who rely on those documents to remain top secret and classified, especially when you allowed somebody who doesn't have that clearance to potentially see, at least one or more. Have of you read those... the
3: indictments? Have you read them?
0: I've gone through them, yes. But I have okay. not,
3: so I'm ignorant okay. on the subject as far okay. as that goes.
0: And I'll be going through it in a little bit. And once I'm done with okay. the, once I'm done with the Supreme Court stuff, um, but and so so once we get off the phone, once I finish up this quickly because I want to get to Alito's ruling after yeah, yeah. I'm done okay. making, after I'm done of making fun of Thomas for citing himself. Constantly, um, as, as, <laughs> as, I've, as I've come up with a new term, judicial masturbation, when people
3: fight themselves. Um, but don't yeah, don't, don't, like, just don't make no coke can jokes or anything like that, or you know. No, 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 never no. Remember that.
0: Um, <laughs> but no, the um, but no, I think you should read. I, I think that I think that everybody should read it because I think once there, there are some Republicans out there who once they read it, and some conservatives who are not Republicans who once they read it were like, oh like okay I think, and I think the most important thing was was the fact that he you know a lot of times there was the one thing where where he was saying, Oh, I could have just with a thought have just made everything um declassified just with a thought, just magically, like everything's declassified is just but there's no evidence of it, so like even way back when 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 this first came up, I'm like, well if i was the president who signed a bill into law that amended the espionage act to make it a felony with 10 years worth of prison to mishandle classified documents i would not rely on my legal theory that i could declassify things with a thought i would have written it out as an executive order i hereby declassify all of this and would have specifically said all of this stuff is declassified and would have made damn sure that everybody knew that all of this was declassified and dotted every eye and crossed every T, so nobody could make nobody would believe that I should go to prison based on this law that I signed. Um, and he didn't do that, but there is clear audio evidence that was obtained and verified by several organizations. I've not heard it yet, um, so I, I, I'm sure it's going to be submitted yeah. into the court into court, and and I'm sure the jury will hear it. Um, unless for some reason, the judge decides to not allow them to hear it um, i don 't know no I, know I, I just, understand
3: yeah, and and you them so i, I me arguing which you would be uh, ignorant of me to do that um, you know so i 'll let you get to you know you're finish up your uh, i 'll look forward to you covering that, but just one one more thing though, as far as the, your last caller goes and the uh, the policies and everything, I kind of agree with him on the two party system but Again, uh, you know how I feel about the Trump administration. His uh, four years he was president, a small business owner. I'm telling you, this country never saw the economic growth unless it was during the mid 1980s uh, with Reagan. I'm not too. I don't remember too much about those times, young. But as a small business owner, it, the best years I, of my business was when Trump was president. Why? I don't know. Maybe word of mouth. Maybe the feeling. the feeling of the country. Uh, uh, of what I'm wanting to spend, but it was the best. Time for me to make money in my business, and and for me, that's the most important thing: is getting ahead and achieving and pursuing my life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And that's why I supported support him, and want will continue to do so. I guess on that aspect until I find out the truth about the, you know, the, these indictments.
0: And my best, my and honest, and just you know, speaking as myself, the best parts of my career have been ever literally since. Um, April. I think it's April of 2021. I got my new job, and it's the best I've ever been paid, and I've been doing well ever since. So you you <laughs> do, you did well during the Trump administration. I'm doing the best I've ever done since the Biden administration. In the Biden okay. administration. Okay, so, I believe you too. So I don't think it, you're it, one of those indiv- guys. That are indiv- just individual saying that. individual results may may vary. It doesn't necessarily prove the entire thing at all. But thank you very much for calling. I appreciate all right. you. All right. We all right. take we, care. We had a reasonable conversation. It's good to have you, even though some of the listeners don't don't like it, but it's fine. Oh, we they can't have...
3: stand me. You know that. Yeah, we, we, but, <laughs> but,
0: you know, we can have a reasonable conversation and disagree. And this is, I think, maybe one of our better disagreement ones. So,
3: anyway, All right. Right. Amen thank you so much. And God bless. Have a good care. one.
0: Bye. All right, again, if the other two who are on hold waiting, you have to push one if you are waiting on the line and you want to talk, if you're just listening, that's fine. You can just listen, but we're going to continue talking about... Uh, Justice Thomas, and also please make sure to put your note in the chat to make sure. Yes, 31 31 docs, 37 charges, I believe. Um, Let's keep scrolling, keep scrolling, keep scrolling, see if there's any more Justice Thomas uh, judicial masturbation. Um, I mean, he's just, how long does he bloviate on for? Jeez Louise. Is his dissent – I'm going to have to count, go back and count the number of pages of, him to, of his dissent to see if his dissent is longer than the ruling because, holy crap, this dissent is forever. I respectfully dissent. Finally. Wait. Oh, that's the appendix of Justice Thomas. Here's – okay. Oh, wait. So his – wait. So this is – so his, so his dissent actually goes on a couple more pages just to have an appendix or whatever. Uh, Justice Alito, with whom Justice Gorsuch joins, defense. Based on flawed understanding of the framework adopted by Thornburg v. Gingles, the court now holds that the congressional district map adopted by Alabama legislator violates two of the Voting Rights Act, just like the court. I am happy to apply Gingles in these cases, but I would interpret the precedent in a way that he's what who actually says, and I would take constitutional requirements into account. When the Gingles framework is viewed in this way, it is apparent that the decision below must be vacated. Why are you not in bed, Thomas? Gingles marks the court's first encounter with amended version of two, blah, blah, blah. Let's see. If, two, if a two plaintiff can satisfy all these preconditions, the court must then decide whether, based on the totality of the circumstances, the plaintiff's right to vote was diluted. Yes aid in that inquiry gingles approved consideration of a long list of factors my fundamental disagreement with the court concerns the first gingles precondition in cases like these where the claim is that two requires the creation of an additional majority minority district the first precondition means that the plaintiff must produce an additional illustrative majority minority district that is reasonably configured the court's basic error is that it misunderstands what it means for a district to be reasonably configured I don't think Justice Alito is somebody who can uh, be deter- reasonably determined to somebody to come up with something that's reasonable. Uh, the court's basic. Uh, our cases make it clear that reasonably configured is not a minimum for compact. Uh, we have explained that the first precondition also takes into account other traditional districting criteria, like attempting to avoid the splitting of political subdivisions, subdivisions on the com- communities of interest. To its credit, the court recognizes the compactness is not enough, that the district is not reasonably configured if it flouts other traditional districting criteria, let's see, probably the most frequently mentioned traditional districting criterion, and ask why it should matter under two whether a proposed majority-minority district is compact. Neither the Voting Rights Act or Constitution imposes that compactness requirements. The court notes that we have struck down bizarrely shaped districts but at 19 and 20, but did not do that for aesthetic reasons. Compactness, in and of itself, is not a legal requirement or even a necessity, or an aesthetic one. Some may find its shaped districts more pleasing to the eye than boring squares. <laughs> but it's the same true departures of other dis- criteria. Again, nothing in the Constitution of the area requires compliance. If a whimsical state legislator cavalierly disregards county and municipal lines and communities of interest, draws weirdly shaped districts, departs radically from prior maps solely for the purposes of change, and forces many incumbents to run against each other, neither the Constitution nor the VRA would make any of that illegal per se. Bizarrely shaped districts and other marked departures from traditional districting criteria matter because map makers usually heed these criteria, and when it is evident that they have not done so, there is reason to suspect that something untoward. Is specifically unconstitutional racial, racial gerrymandering is afoot. Picuous violations of traditional dis- districting criteria constitute strong circumstantial evidence of unconstitutionality. And when it is shown that the configuration of a district is attributable to race, that is more than circumstantial evidence that the district is unlawful. That is, that is district evidence of illegality because we have often held race may not predominate the drawing of, a dist- of district lines. So then, how is this not an illegal line? Because clearly, race is was the district. What all means that a two plaintiff who claims that a district map violates two because it fails to include additional minority, additional majority minority districts must show that the outset that such a district can be created without making race the predominant factor in its creation. The plaintiff bears both the burden of production and the burden of persuasion. Well, apparently, he did both. You just don't like it, Alito. Our cases make it perfectly clear that using race as a primary factor is unconstitutional. Um, unless it's the stringent requirements of strict scrutiny can be satisfied, therefore two can be found to require adoption of additional majority minority districts that was created under a process that assigned race as a predominant role, the Constitution would be headed for a collision. Oh, no, it's coming right for us. Do, 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 do. It's not that exciting. Meh. Nah, I was looking forward to more mocking of Alito in this in this than I was expecting. Not as good as his as his ruling. All right. So let's see. The opinion of the court. The last thing I want to do with this thing is is the opinion of the court. The opinion of the court goes from. Let's scroll, scroll, scroll. Come on, let's find it. Is there a table of contents that could make this easier? No, there's not. Of course not. Uh, This is just the syllabus. Scroll past the syllabus. All right, page 8. Page 8 to page 41. So page 8 to 41 is 33 pages. The opinion of the court is 33 pages. And there's Kavanaugh. Thomas goes from page 46. 96. Justice Thomas's defense is fifty pages and the court's opinion is thirty-three pages. Justice Thomas' opinion is seventeen pages longer than the court's opinion. There's a reason why I'm saying that Justice Thomas was bloviating along. Holy crap. So Justice Thomas is just not is simply not just judicial masturbation because of the fact that he likes to quote himself. Justice Thomas is, is is just bloviating because he likes to bloviate, apparently. Wait, John Depp, let's comment on something you haven't read, Dan. What? I haven't read this. I, I have actually not read this, this this ruling yet. I haven't read this at all. This is the first time I'm going through the ruling. Um, let's see. Oh, Tim left? Okay. Um, reading Supreme Court decision, a little bit of buzz. good for me. Good Sorry, Tim. I'm just like, I'm just like picking on it. Let's see. The Gibson media Russian collusion was all a lie. I mean, it wasn't really, I mean, it wasn't a lie. There was a belief that there was Russian collusion. If people believe that there was Russian collusion and, and it turns out to not be true or there was, or it turns out that people don't have the evidence that there was Russian collusion, that doesn't mean it was a lie. It just means that people were stating something they believe to be true. Now, we do have on evidence. We do have on 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 video we have a video that clearly shows um Donald Trump begging Russia for help for the emails. So I mean he asked for help. Russia gave him help, because Russia did help. Russia was interfering in the election. Now, is there was there not evidence to show a direct connection between the two and direct collusion? Maybe there wasn't. But Clearly Russia wanted Trump to win. Let's see. Inflation is a worldwide deal. Not to mention it's lowest in two years. Let's see. It might not have been a good idea if the caller actually read the indictment. If they they think Biff should be above the law for many of them, the law, the police, blah, 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 blah. They haven't been following. CFTC Phil in his speech last night in Jersey, he actually said it was an unwritten rule to not indict presidents, former presidents. I mean, I'm sure he said that, and I'm I'm sure he believes that. Just because he says it doesn't mean it's not true. Again, just like with what Philip fittner said, the job, their job is to not. Their job basically is to make sure that. Can we move this over a little bit? I don't know. a little bit let's zoom out a little bit i don't know anyway their job the job is, is his job is to make sure you don't believe anything if you believe him that's just as we say in louisiana lanyard if you believe everything that's cool if you believe anything he says it's cool but if you if you, his point is you, he just doesn't want you believing them give the media why did biden put the world at risk well because of the debt ceiling thing i mean i think biden had the intent to maybe try and pull the 14th amendment thing if the republicans wouldn't deal but um the republicans hey bicycle mike what's going on um but he eventually made the deal
1: Let's see.
0: We know Russia helps. We know Manafort helps steer them to the right areas to mess up, to hate cult. Yep. We elect him to be of the law at least for four years. He must first be impeached to be under the law. Um Anywho, okay, let's go to the allegations. Indictment. Grand jury charges that at times material to this indictment honor about the dates or approximate time stated below. Defendant Donald Trump, Donald J. Trump, was the 45th president of the United States of America-held office. We know uh, President Trump had lawful access to the most sensitive classified documents, yada, yada, yada. Of the course of his presidency, Trump gathered newspapers, press clippings, letters, notes, cards, photographs, official documents, and other materials and cardboard boxes that he kept in the White House. Among the materials uh, were in those boxes were hundreds of classified documents classified documents trump stored in his boxes included information regarding defense and weapons capabilities of both the united states foreign countries united states nuclear programs potential vulnerabilities of the united states and its allies to military attack and plans for possible retaliation in response to a foreign attack the unauthorized disclosure of these classified documents could put at risk the national security of the united states foreign relations the safety of the united states military and human sources and the continued viability of sensitive intelligence collection methods and here's one thing to put in i don't know if i don't know if the I, i read the i read the items like the charges i didn't read the entirety of the indictment but here's the thing one thing to point out is that the amount of documents that they are talking about here i think the 31 documents that are being talked about here And this is a very important thing to talk about is not the entirety of the documents that he had there are documents that the Justice Department could not use in this case. Why could they not use them in this case? Because if they use them in the case, then they would have to be, be able to be viewed by the attorneys of the defense. But the attorneys for the defense don't have the ability to view those documents, the classified documents. And as such, the government doesn't want to give them the ability to view those documents because they're so sensitive. So the Justice Department basically had to make a determination, do we try and allow these attorneys for, for these people to, to give them the ability to view these documents just so we can show the people how just how sensitive the information is seen, or do we forego these highly, extremely sensitive documents that Donald Trump had, because for the, for the sake of the security of the nation, and only look at these other documents, where, which are still bad, but are not as bad as the ones that we're not including in this lawsuit. That's, that's, the, that's one thing that's very important to consider, is that there's more that they chose to not include in this case for national security. Jay Singelbecker... Bill Clinton had tape recordings where leaders regarding national security, other equally damaging classified information in his stock drawer. <clears throat> uh, uh, what what has he done that's good? Never did. Blah, 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 blah. Let's see. Judge ruled he could determine under the Presidential Records Act what was personal and what was not under the act. President has already president has already said Trump will not see any jail time which judge ruled that he could determine under the presidential record act, what was personal and what was not under the act. But I don't think that includes, I don't believe that that includes confidential classified secret top secret information. I think that includes, I think that just includes things that are pertaining to the day to day activities of the presidency of, of him as president, not necessarily what has to be done? What 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 was deemed classified and secret and top secret by other agencies? Which ruling? I guess I guess Jay Steeldecker. Which which one is is that one you're talking about? Because I, I I'm sure if we found it, we we would see what is, or I could I could also Google it. I suppose use the Google, as some might say. Let's see. Um, Rules Trump can determine under PRA what is personal and what is not. That might be too long for a loop search, whatever. Trump and the Toothless Presidential Records Act. March 11th, 2019, an ethics watchdog group is challenging the use of encrypted messaging apps by senior White House officials. Is that what you're talking about? I don't know. Um, Based on those rulings, the D.C. District Court granted the government's motion to dismiss the case of Cruz v. Trump. The court reasoned that mandamus relief a court order is available only under extraordinary circumstances that president's record-keeping duties under the PRA are too discretionary to be enforced by court order in short the court found that judges may review the classification of existing records but a court may not direct the president to affirmly create and preserve particular records under the PRA it remains to be the same whether plaintiffs and crew will have the opportunity to make a new law on appeal the Court of Appeals for DC circuit have never before presented with an alleged set of facts um, Let's see. Is that what you were talking about? Um, Which case, again, that does not include classified documents. That just includes things like, you know, his text messages and encrypted communications and stuff like that. Like if he's talking to Melania or whatever, so, how are all the Danimals doing? I guess are all the Danimals like all the is that my fans Danimals that we're going with <laughs> liberal Danimals? Okay, back to back to the uh, indictment. Uh, Twelve o'clock p.m. on January twentieth, twenty one, Trump ceased to be president uh, as he departed the White House. Trump caused scores of boxes, many contained classified documents, to be transferred to the Mar-a-Lago Beach Palm Club in Palm Beach, Florida. For a maintained his residence, Trump was not authorized to possess or retain those classified documents. And as we pointed out, neither was Pence, neither was Biden, but Pence and Biden, when asked, gave them back. All of them. Mar-a-Lago Club was an active social club between 2021 and 2022, as Biden and Pence's homes were not. Um, hosted for tens of thousands members of guests after Trump's presidency, the Mar-a-Lago Club was not an authorized location for the storage, possession, review, display, or discussion of classified documents. Nevertheless, Trump stored his boxes containing classified documents in various locations at the Mar-a-Lago club, including a ballroom, a bathroom, and a shower, an office space, his bedroom, and a storage room. In two occasions in 2021, Trump showed classified documents to others as follows. Now, here's the thing. Showed classified documents to others. Yeah, Jay Shingledecker. Biden never had authority to remove documents. And we discussed this. I discussed this with Gibson Media. He didn't have the authority to do it. Pence didn't have the authority to do it. But when asked, they returned all the documents. And they did. And if Trump would have returned all the documents, and that would have been it, I would have no problem. Nothing. If that would have been it, then, then I would say, yes, Trump should have been treated the same as Biden and Pence. Although Biden, if he committed any crimes, as it pertains to this, would not be able to be arrested right now because it is apparently Justice Department policy that you can't arrest or indict a sitting president for whatever reason because, according to the Constitution, the only way you can remove a president from office is to impeach. As such, you can't do that. So, but here's the thing. Here's another thing that makes it different because there's no evidence that Biden or Pence showed the documents to anybody. 2021, July 2021, after Biden became president, after Trump became a regular citizen at the Trump National golf Club in Bedminster. So this is not at Mar-a-Lago, but at Bedminster. So clearly he moved some of the documents from Mar-a-Lago to Bedminster during an all-year recorded meeting with a writer, a publisher, two members of his staff, none of whom possessed security clearance. Trump showed and described a, quote, plan of attack that Trump said was prepared for him by the Department of Defense and a senior military official. Trump told the individuals that the plan was highly confidential and secret. Trump also said, as president, I could have that declassified it, and now I can't. You know, but this is still secret. So Donald Trump showed a writer, a publisher, And two members of CISO, he showed four different people a top secret document, which included a, um, what was it, a plan of attack. I don't know against whom, it doesn't say against whom, but it was a top secret plan of attack. Why was he showing a top secret plan of attack to a publisher, a writer, and two members of his staff, neither of whom had security clearance? Is that okay? I don't think so. If, if Biden were to do that after he left office, would, I'm sure that most conservatives would be calling for his head. But he did it. Also, I want to point out one thing, and I forgot to ask this of Gibson Media, and I should have. And again, anybody on hold who wants to call, who wants me to pick up, A, push one. B, put your name and, and, and uh, area code in the YouTube chat, youtube.com slash liberalpan radio. Um, So that B, in August or September 2021 at Bedminster, again, Trump showed a representative of his PAC, his political action committee, who did not possess security clearance, a classified map related to a military operation and told the representative that he should not be showing it to the representative and the representative should not get too close. So he showed it to him, not too closely, apparently, but he showed it to him. Why did he show it to him? He had acknowledged that he showed it to somebody. But I think for the first one, there was an audio recording of it. I don't know if there is a recording of the second one. Maybe there's somebody who testifying to that fact. But the top FBI deep stater who played key role in Maryland raid flips admits to Congress, FBI illegally searched Trump resort. I'm sure that's where is that from? Is that from? Is that from Epoch Times or is that from? Uh, what other silliness is that from? Let's see. Search for that. Oh, it's news wars, info wars, news wars and info wars. Not sure how how believable that is. Hey, say how it's going on. Anywho, let's continue on with looking at this thing. Uh, March 30th, the FBI opened a criminal investigation into the unlawful retention and classified documents in Mar-a-Lago. Grand jury investigation began next month. Uh, Grand jury issued a subpoena requiring Trump to turn over all documents with classification markings. Trump endeavored to obstruct the FBI and grand jury investigations and conceal his continued retention of classified documents by, among other things, A, he suggested that to his that his attorney falsely represent the FBI and grand jury that Trump did not have documents called for by a grand jury subpoena. B directed defendant Waltine Nauda. That's the guy's name. Waltine? His name's Waltine. He's like Walter, but he's a Saltine, so he's a Waltine. Yeah, everybody got to see a picture of my wife. Matt congratulations. <laughs> Uh, suggesting that his attorney hide or destroy documents called for by the grand jury subpoena, uh, providing to the FBI grand jury just some of the documents called for by the grand jury subpoena while claiming that he was cooperating fully, and causing a certification to be submitted to the FBI grand jury falsely, representing that all documents called for by the grand jury subpoena had been produced while knowing that, in fact, not all documents had been produced. So those are the five examples of obstruction that Donald Trump is alleged to have performed. Uh, under the findings of the grand jury as a result of Trump's retention of classified documents after his presidency and a refusal to return them. Hundreds of classified documents were not recovered by the United States government until 2022 as follows on January 17th, nearly one year after Trump left office and after months of demands by the national archives and records administration or NARA to provide for Trump to provide all missing records, Trump provided only 15 boxes which contained 197 documents uh, which classification markings on June 3rd, in, uh, Trump's attorney provided to FBI 38 more documents with classification markings. On August 8th, pursuant to a court authorized search warrant, the FBI recovered from Trump's office and storage room at the Mar-a-Lago Club 102 more documents with classification markings. Trump's co-conspirator, defendant Nauta, was the member of the United States Navy stationed as a valet in the White House during Trump's presidency beginning august 2 2021 now became an executive assistant in the office of donald j trump and served as trump's personal aide or body man oh my uh not a reporter to trump but worked closely with trump and traveled with trump mar-a-lago club is located uh was located what was located what happened to it was it destroyed uh did the aliens from independence day come in and and, and do that big old nuke thing um the Mar-a-Lago Club was located on South Ocean Boulevard in Palm Beach, Florida, and included Trump residents, more than 25 guest rooms, two ballrooms, a spa, gift store, exercise facilities, office space, and outdoor pool and patio. Uh, as of January 2021, the Mar-a-Lago Club had hundreds of members and was staffed by 150 full-time, part-time, and temporary employees. Between January 2021 and August 2022, the Mar-a-Lago Club hosted more than 150 social events, including weddings, movie premieres, fundraisers, bar mitzvahs, brisses, I don't know. Um... I don't trust anyone named Walt or Boris. What about Natasha, Jeff? Do you trust anyone named Natasha? Not, maybe not Boris, but what of Natasha? Uh, let's see. The United States Secret Service provided protection to Trump and his family, including Mar-a-Lago, but it was not responsible for the protection of Trump's boxes or their contents. Trump did not inform the Secret Service that he was storing boxes containing classified documents at the Mar-a-Lago club classified information. National security information was informed was information owned by, produced by, produced for, and under the control of the United States government pursuant to Executive Order 12958, signed on April 17th, 1995, as amended by Executive Order 13292 on March 25, 2003, and Executive Order 13526 on December 29, 2009. National security information was classified as top secret, secret, or confidential as follows. Information was classified as top secret if, if the unauthorized disclosure of that information reasonably could be expected to cause exceptionally grave damage to the national security that the original classification authority was able to identify or describe. Information was classified as secret if the authorized disclosure of that information reasonably could be expected to cause serious damage uh, to the national security of that the original classification authority was able to identify or describe. Information that was classified as confidential. If the author unauthorized disclosure of that information reasonably could be expected to cause damage to the national security that the original classification authority was able to identify or describe. Okay. I never knew that. See, you learn something new every day. Yeah. I don't believe Gibson media that the photos were quote staged. I mean, they were laid out. I don't think Donald Trump had, I don't think that's the way that the, that Donald Trump had stored the things. So yes, the FBI laid out all of those all of those all of those papers that way to show exactly what they found. So no, Donald Trump did not keep the papers like that at Mar-a-Lago. They laid out the papers and folders and documents like that to show you exactly what they found there. But the, but the idea when people say that it was staged, it, it, it leads people to believe that, that those documents and those folders, those that they weren't there. They were there. They're just showing you what
2: they found.
0: Um, let's see. Classification marking no form. Okay. here We're learning. I'm learning a whole bunch of new stuff on, on reading the whole thing stood for not releasable to foreign nationals and denoted that dissemination of that information was limited to United States persons. Classification, classified information related to intelligence sources, methods, and analytical processes were designated as sensitive compart- compartmented information, SCI. SCI was to be processed or used and discussed in an accredited sensitive compartmented information facility, or SCIF, if you've ever heard the term SCIF. That's what it means. So it should be... A, sensitive compartmented information facility and only individuals with appropriate security clearance and additional SDI permissions were authorized to have access to such national security information. Not some random maid who got to clean the bathroom. When the vulnerability of threat to classified information was exceptional, the normal criteria for determining eligibility for access were insufficient to protect the information from unauthorized disclosure, the United States could establish special access programs, SAPs, not Spanish, but, you know, uh, to further uh, protect classified information. The number of these programs was to be kept to an absolute minimum and limited to programs in which the number of persons who ordinarily would have access would be reasonably small and commensurate with the objective of providing enhanced protection to the information involved, only individuals with the appropriate security clearance and additional SAP permissions were authorized to have access to such national security information, blah, blah, blah. Pursuant to Executive Order 13526, information classified at any level could be lawfully accessed only by persons determined by an appropriate United States government official to be eligible for access to classified information who had signed an approved NDA, who received security clearance, and who had a need to know the classified information. Did that um, writer and publisher ha- and his two aides have a need to know that information? No, they did not. They did not have a need to know that information. Executive Order 13526 provided that a former president could obtain a waiver of the needs know requirement if the agency or senior agency official of the agency had originated That originated the information determined in writing that the access was consistent with the interest of national security and took appropriate steps to protect classified information from unauthorized disclosure or compromise and ensured that the information was safeguarded in a manner consistent with the order. Trump did not obtain any such waiver after his presidency. So there's the whole need to know bit. Executive branch departments agencies who classified documents Trump retained after his presidency. Let's see. Um, so he got briefings. Okay. Um, after presidency, Trump retained classified documents originated by USIC, from the CIA, DOD, NSA, NGIA, NRI, National Reconnaissance Office, Department of Energy, Department of State, and Bureau of Intelligence and Research. Trump's public statements on classified information. Here's where I get to do imitations. My bad imitations. As candidate for president of the United States, Trump made the following public statements among others about classified information. On August 8th, 2016, Trump stated, in my administration, I'm going to enforce all laws concerning the protection of classified information. No one will be above the law. Should I add in, except for me? That's not in there. On September 6th, 2016, Trump stated, we also need to fight this battle by collecting intelligence and then protecting, protecting our classified secrets. We can't have someone in the Oval Office who doesn't understand the meaning of the word confidential or classified. <laughs> yeah. On September 7th, the next day, Trump said, one of the first things we must do is enforce all classification rules to enforce all laws pertaining, relating to the handling of classified information. Caffey um eight days later uh 12 days later math hard we also need the best protection of classified information uh almost two months later service members here in north carolina have risked their lives to acquire classified intelligence to protect our country as president of the united states on july 26 2018 trump issued the following statement about classified information As the head of the executive branch and commander-in-chief, I have a unique constitutional responsibility to protect the nation's classified information, including by controlling access to it. More broadly, the issue of a former executive branch's official security clearance raises larger questions about the practice of former officials maintaining access to a nation's most sensitive secrets long after their time of government has ended. Such access is particularly inappropriate— When Gov former officials have transitioned into highly partisan positions and seek to use real or perceived access to sensitive information to validate their political attacks, any access granted to our nation's secrets should be a furtherance of national, not personal interest. It's hard to keep a straight face reading that because, holy crap, like every Republican accusation is a confession. Holy crap wow i mean i didn't even know he said that i mean i try and be as far as possible i did not even know he said that holy crap january 2021 it's just preparing to leave the white house trump and his staff including now to pack the items, including boxes yeah we know that uh january from march some of trump's boxes were stored at mar-a-lago at the white and gold ballroom um Trump boxes were stacked for a time there, depicted in the photograph, redacted to obscure an individuals' identity. March 2021, Nowda and others moved some of the boxes from the white and gold ballroom into the business center. On April 2021, an employee of the office of Donald J. Trump texted another employee to ask whether Trump's boxes could be moved out of the business center to make room for staff to use. Trump employee replied, whoa, okay, so POTUS specifically asked Walt for those boxes to be in the business center because they're his papers later that day Trump employee one Trump employee two, explain the following text messages we could definitely make it work if we move his papers into the like room there's still a little room in the shower where his other stuff is it's only his papers he cares about there's some other stuff in there that's not papers could that go to storage or does he want everything in there on property yes anything that's not the beautiful mind paper boxes can definitely go to storage want to take a look at the space and start moving tomorrow i am so here's two employees who probably don't have security clearance moving around these boxes with classified information Ba-dum-bum. Sorry. Uh, after the text exchange between Trump Point One, and Trump Point Two, see if you're listening on Block Talk Radio, and you're not, li- and you're listening on your uh, on your phone, and you're not listening on YouTube, you're missing some of the sound effects. So, um, anywho, after the text exchange in April 2021, some of Trump's boxes removed to the business center to a bedroom, to a bathroom, and in the shower of the Mar-a-Lago Club's lake room, as depicted in the photograph below. And that's the famous photograph that everybody has seen um, and everybody has, you know, memed as well. And I'll get to a bunch of the stuff that's going on in the chat soon at some point. Um, I know I'm missing it, but I'm trying to get through this, because, especially because according to the Blog Talk Radio side, I got 40 minutes. So, I mean, I could go on longer on YouTube, but on Blog Talk Radio, I got 40 minutes, although I'm not really using any of the any of the blog talk radio uh whatchamacallit uh sound clips now that i have my little soundboard with me um so in may 2021 trump directed that a storage room on the ground floor of the Marlago club be cleaned out so it could be used to store his boxes the hallway to the storage room could be reached from multiple outside entrances including one accessible from the pool patio storage room near the supply closet linen rooms lock shop and various other rooms On June 24th, Trump's boxes that were in the lake room were moved to the storage room. After the move, there were more than 80 boxes in the storage room, as depicted in the photographs below. 80. Wow. On December 7th, 2021, Nauda found several of Trump boxes had fallen, and their contents spilled under the Florida storage room, including a document marked secret slash R-E-L to U-S-A-F-V-E-Y, which denoted that the information in the document was releasable only to the Five Eyes Intelligence Alliance consisting of Australia, Canada, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom and the United States. Nowda texted the Trump employee too, I opened the door and found this. Nowda also attached two photographs he took of the spill. Trump employee too replied, oh no, oh no, and I'm sorry, POTUS had my phone. One of the photographs Nowda texted the Trump employee too is depicted below with the visible classified information redacted. Trump's unlawful retention of this document is charged in count eight of this indictment. In May 2021, Trump caused some of these boxes to be brought to his summer residence at the Bedminster Club. Like the Mar-a-Lago Club after Trump's presidency, the Bedminster Club is not an authorized location for storage, possession, review, display, or discussion of classified documents. On July 21, 2021... He, when he was no longer president, well, I think that's obvious. Trump gave an interview at his office at Bedminster to a writer and publisher in connection with his then forthcoming book. Two members of Trump's staff also attended the interview, which was recorded with Trump's knowledge and consent before the so again, Donald Trump is so stupid he doesn't know how to keep his mouth open. We talked about this in the conversation about his he's so stupid he doesn't even know when to play dumb like. He's not smart enough to know when to play dumb, like in, in the lawsuit when he was being deposed, he he wasn't smart enough to know when they asked him about the whole grab him by the hoo-ha thing, he should have just said, oh, I was just joking around. That wasn't serious. He, he could have just said that and just let it, it, it might've been not been a non, it might've been a non-issue. He could have just said, oh, that was, they were right. That was just locker room talk. no. He said, no, that's something that powerful men have done for millions of years. Just grab women by the hoo-ha because he's too stupid to know when to play stupid. He could have just said, when he he showed the picture of of the woman who made the uh, accusation and and he thought it was his wife, his second wife, Marla, he could have just said, I don't know who that is, but he he didn't because he's too stupid to not play stupid. He's so stupid he had, he says he's showing people a classified document while being recorded. How dumb can you be? Upon greeting the writer, the two, he said, look what I found. This was whoever's plan of attack. Read it and show it It's interesting. Later in an interview, Trump's engaged in the following exchange. Well... With blow so-and-so, he let me see that. I'll show you an example. He said, I want to attack country A. Isn't it amazing? I have this big pile of papers. This thing just came up. Look, this is him. They presented me this. This is off the record, although being recorded, but they presented me this. This is him. This is the Defense Department. Him. Writer. Wow. We looked at some. This is him. This wasn't done by me. This is him. All sorts of stuff. Pages long. Look, staffer. Mm. Trump. Wait a minute. Let me see here. Staffer. Yeah. Trump. I just found, isn't this amazing? This totally wins my case, you know, Staffer, mm-hmm, Trump, except it's like highly confidential, Staffer, yeah, Trump, secret, this is secret information. Look at this, you attack and Trump, by the way, isn't that incredible, Staffer, yeah, Trump, I was just thinking because we were talking about it and you know, he said he wanted to attack and what, you did? This was done by the military and given to me. Uh, I think we can probably write, Staffer. I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to try to. Trump, declassify it. Stafford, figure out. uh, Yeah. See, it's president. It could have declassified it. Stafford, yeah. Trump, no, I can't, you know, but this is still a secret. Yeah, now we have a problem with Trump. Isn't that interesting? At the time of the exchange, the writer, the publisher, and Trump's two staff members did not have security clearances or any need to know any of the classified information about a planned attack on country A. Yeah, e. Jean Carroll was too ugly for Trump as he confuses her for his future wife, Marla Maples. What an idiot. Yes, he was absolutely an idiot. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Almost like Vince only been around for the rest years. I mean, granted, maybe maybe he's just, you know, Cro-Magnon and just last Pro magnon or whatever. Oh, I forgot to say something what I was going to say earlier, I think. So about the politicization, or maybe I did, I don't know. Did I I say this or not? If you're not supposed to politicize the Department of Justice, right? If you're not supposed to use the FBI or government in general to go after your political opponents, then why are all of the conservatives using the Department of Justice to go after Hunter Biden and the Biden crime family, as they like to call it? They are your political opponents, right? Biden's running for for president. Why are you trying to use the government to go after your political opponent? Huh? Doesn't make it, it's it's hypocrisy, right? It, it, to to the folks who want to say that this is just an attack, that this is governmental governmental abuse, and that and that running for office should prevent you from being indicted or arrested or whatever. So all Hunter Biden would have to do is start running for president as a Republican against his dad. Then they wouldn't be able to go after him, right? Because you can't go after a Biden political opponent, right? That should, that, that would then make them have to defend Hunter Biden from any, any prosecution. And that would make all of their heads explode. All right, here's the PAC thing again. Um, February 7th, 2017, four years before Trump's disclosures of classified information, Trump said to the press, the first thing I thought of when I heard about it was how does the press get this information that's classified? How do they do it? You know why? Because it's an illegal process. The press should be ashamed of themselves. More importantly, the people that gave out the information that the press should be ashamed of themselves, really ashamed. I guess Trump should be ashamed of himself. I don't think it's something that you know Trump actually feels. I don't think Trump is, is possibility. I don't think he has the possibility of feeling shame. Um, Trump's production of 15 cardboard boxes to the NARA. I'm going to skip over some of that. Uh... (sighs) Excuse me. September 29th, uh, Trump's representative contact with NARA. Uh, just checking on boxes. Would love to have a number to them today. 12 is his number. Uh, can we get a new box covers before giving these to them? They have too much writing on them. I marked so much. Yes, I'll get on that. Um, gathered 15 boxes from Trump's residence. When interviewed by the FBI regarding the location and movement of boxes, Nata made a false and misleading statement to set forth account count 38, falsely stating that he was unaware of Trump's boxes being brought to Trump's residence. Uh, falsely stating that he did not know that how the boxes that he and Trump employee two brought from the residence and asked whether he knew whether Trump's boxes had been stored before they were Trump's residence or whether they had been in secure locked location. False. Now to falsely responded, I wish, I wish I could tell you. I don't know. I don't know. I honestly just don't know when the 15 boxes that that Trump provided there in January 22. NARA reviewed the contents, determined that 14 of the boxes contained documents with classification markings, specifically as the FBI later determined, the boxes contained 197 documents with classification markings. 98 were secret, 30 top secret, remainder were confidential. Some of them were SCI and SAP. On February 29th, NARA referred to discovery of classified documents in Trump's boxes to the Department of Justice. FBI and grand jury on March uh, 20th, March 30th, FBI opened a criminal investigation on April 26th. Federal jury jury opened a investigation. Defendants concealment of boxes. 52. I think this is where I think Jeff was.
1: Uh,
0: Jeff, there is Hunter's laptop. I have. it. I got in the yard sale last month. Said so on the tag. (laughs) Yeah, there is no Hunter laptop. No Hunter Biden laptop. It doesn't exist. There's a, there's a hard drive. There, there's an external, like, flash drive that people claim to have contents of a, of a, of a laptop on it, but that no one's actually shown me a laptop. And if you want to believe that there's a laptop, I have a bridge in Brooklyn I'd like to sell you. Um, and uh, also, because um, why would – I think Hunter Biden was in California. Why would, he, why would he fly all the way across the country to Delaware and pick the one computer repair shop with a blind guy who, could, who couldn't see who he was and drop the laptop off there with somebody who he didn't know and leave it there and not pick it up if it had sensitive information on it. It doesn't pass the smell test. Like, if, if you believe that, you should also believe that the word gullible has been removed from the dictionary. Let's see. May, May 11th, the grand jury issued a subpoena. Uh, requiring the production of all documents with classification markings two attorneys representing trump trump attorney one trump attorney two informed trump of the subpoena and the authorized trump attorney one to accept service on may 22nd now to enter the storage room and left approximately 34 minutes later carrying one of trump's boxes on may 23rd trump met with attorney one attorney two to discuss the subpoena um Trump in some and substance made the following statements, among others, as memorialized by Trump attorney number one. I don't want anybody looking, and I don't want anybody looking through my boxes. I really don't. I don't want you looking through my boxes. What if? What what if we? What happens if we just don't respond at all? We don't play ball with them. Wouldn't it be better if we just told them we don't have anything here? Well, look, isn't it better if there are no documents? While meeting with Trump attorney one and Trump attorney two on May twenty third, Trump in some and substance told the following story, as memorialized by Trump attorney one. He was great. He did a great job. You know what he said? He said that it, it was him, that he was the one who deleted all of her emails at the 30,000 emails because they basically dealt her with scheduling and going to the gym and her having beauty appointments. And he was great. And he, so he didn't get in any trouble. She didn't get into trouble because he said he was the one who deleted them. Trump related the story one more, one more than once that day. Uh, so basically, and, and here's the thing, like people might argue like, well, what about attorney client privilege? Well, you don't have attorney client privilege if, if you your client is trying to get you to break the law for you. So you can't, you can't ask your attorney to break the law for you that that it's not covered under attorney client privilege. The representative Nancy Mace told the outlet that Biden should produce unredacted bank records to provide transparency. I mean, like, but it like, it's like spaghetti. The, throw, the Republicans are just throwing spaghetti against the wall. Here's the thing it, for the Biden thing. If, if they would say, say if they want to just throw everything against the wall and hope that if something stuck, maybe I would give some of them the time of day to, to, to listen to him and make it, worth my, make it worth their while, I guess, to hear him. But that's part of the problem is that they, they throw so much stuff out there if there's so much stuff out there that's just not believable, that why do I, it makes me not want to believe anything that these, that these elected officials have to say. Like, I don't believe anything that they have to say because every, so much of what they do say is full of crap. Like, and But it's like the boy who cried wolf, and the lesson that they learned from the boy who cried wolf is not don't lie because people won't believe you. The lesson that they learned from the boy who cried wolf is if somebody lies, you should keep believing them because what if one day they tell the truth? Right? Like, that that's what it seems like to me. Let's see, 56, on May 23rd, Trump also confirmed his understanding with Trump Attorney 1 that Trump Attorney 1 would return to Mar-a-Lago on June 2nd to search for any documents with classification markings in response to May 11th. Trump Attorney 1 made it clear to Trump that Trump Attorney 1 would conduct the search for responsive documents looking through Trump's boxes that have been transported to the White House, from the White House, and remain in storage at Mar-a-Lago. Trump indicated that he wanted to be at the Mar-a-Lago Club when the Trump attorney returned to review the boxes and that Trump would change the summer travel plans to do so. Trump told Attorney 2 that Trump Attorney 2 did not need to be present. After meeting with Trump Attorney 1 and Trump Attorney 2 on May 23rd, Trump delayed his departure from Mar-a-Lago to the Bedminster Club for the summer so that he would be present on June 2nd. Between May 23rd, um, meeting with Trump Attorney 1 and Trump Attorney 2 to discuss the May 11th subpoena and June 2nd, uh, now to remove the Trump directions, the approximately of 64 boxes from the storage room and brought them to Trump's residence and set forth below. So how many boxes are we at now? We're at 15 and 64, so that's 79. Um, on May 24th, now to remove three, and then you remove 50. May 30th, Trump... Family member texted now to happy Memorial Day. I saw you put boxes to POTUS room. I tell him as well. Not sure how many wants to take on Friday, blah, blah, blah. Now to reply, good afternoon, ma'am. Smiling Mace emoji. Thank you so much. She told me to put the box room and yeah, he was going to talk to you about them. Uh, 11 uh, June 1st, 2022, Trump spoke with Trump Attorney 1, whether Trump 21 was coming to Mar-a-Lago the next day. Trump 21 reminded Trump that Trump Attorney 1 was going to review the boxes that had been transported from the White House and remained in the storage. Uh, blah, 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 blah on june 2nd the day that trump attorney won was scheduled to review trump spoke with nauda for possibly 24 seconds later that day um moved approximately 30 boxes to the storage room so that's what we had 109 now uh, let's see so in some between may 23rd and june 2nd before trump attorneys won Trump's boxes Moved approximately 64 boxes from the storage room to Trump's residence and brought to the storage room only approximately 30 boxes. Neither Trump nor Nada reformed Trump 21 of this information. Um, So that's 94 plus 15 is 109. So I'm close to the 120 mark. Um, After afternoon of June 2nd, 2022, Trump had been informed that Trump 21. Uh, to review Trump's boxes, uh, Trump met with Trump uh, between three twenty fifty three and 6.23. Trump Attorney 1 reviewed the contents of Trump's boxes in the storage room, which are those 30. Trump located 38 documents with classification marks, and, and Trump Attorney 1 removed and placed in the, the Red Weld folder. Trump Attorney 1 contacted Nauda and asked him to bring clear duct tape to the storage room, which he did. Trump Attorney 1 used clear duct tape to seal the Red Weld folder with the documents and the classifications marking inside. After the Trump Attorney finished uh stealing the red world folder containing the documents. Now that it took Trump Attorney One to the dining room or long to be with Trump after Trump attorney confirmed that he was finished searching the storage room. Trump asked to find anything is bad good. Trump and the Trump Attorney One discussed what to do with the Red World folder containing the documents classification markings, whether Trump Attorney One should bring them to the hotel room and put them in the safe there. During the conversation Trump made a plucking motion as he memorialized in Trump attorney one, he made this funny motion as though, well, okay, why don't you take them with you to your hotel room? And if there's anything really bad there, you could like pluck it out. And that was the motion that he made. He didn't say that that evening Trump attorney one. Con- so that basically he wanted the attorney to obstruct information, even more obstruct justice, even more. So Garrick on deep space nine said the lesson of the boy who cried wolf is to never use the same light twice But the GOP had a very credulous audience. <laughs> Huh. Also that evening, Trump attorney one contacted another Trump attorney, Trump attorney three, asked her if she would uh, if she would come to Mar-a-Lago the next morning to act as a custodian of records and sign a certification regarding the search of documents for the classification markings. So, Trump attorney three, who had no role in the review of Trump's box, was agreed. next day, on June third, Trump attorneys one request. Trump attorney three sign a certification and as the custodian of records for the office of Donald Trump, and took it to Mar-a-Lago. Uh, certification who provided no search of Trump's boxes, had not reviewed May 11th subpoena, had not reviewed the contents of the Red Bull quarter stated, among other things, based on the information that had been provided to her, a diligent search was conducted that were the boxes that were moved. A search was conducted after receipt of the subpoena to locate any of the documents responsive and any of all responsive documents accompanied the certification. This statement was false because, among other reasons, Trump had directed now to remove the boxes before the review. This is why, again, gives the media. This is why. Oh, four three four. Let's not tell me what the whole time is. Hands raised. Did you just call in four three four? Who's four three four? I don't know who four. If you're four three four and you haven't put your name in the YouTube chat, youtubecom slash Radio, please do so. Um, although we're almost running out of time on YouTube on Blog Talk Radio, so and we still have. Almost half the document left. I don't know if I'm going to get to you, but if I can get to you, I will. Um, But I'm trying, so hold on. Um, Shortly after Trump Attorney 3 executed the false certification on June 3rd, Trump Attorney 1 and Trump Attorney 3 met at the Mar-a-Lago Club with personnel from the Department of Justice and FBI. Trump Attorney 1 Trump Attorney 3 turned over the Red World folder, containing the documents, classification markings, as well as the false certification signed by Trump Attorney 3 as custodian of records. Trump, who had delayed departure, uh, from Mar-a-Lago, joined the attorneys for the meeting. Trump claimed to the Department of Justice that the FBI said he was an, I was an open book. Thank you, Donald. Um, earlier the same day, Nada and others had loaded several of Trump's boxes with other items on an aircraft that flew Trump and his family north uh, for the summer. Uh, on July 22nd, the FBI and grand jury obtained a review surveillance video from the Mar-a-Lago club showing the movement of boxes set forth above. So not only is Trump stupid because he had he allowed himself to be recorded on audio uh, of him showing people who don't have need to know and don't have clearance to see this top secret uh, map of, or plan of attack, he's stupid that he left the the video footage of his resort or whatever running and and allowed his his movings and comings and goings to be recorded. And left the recordings to be available so that they could see that he was moving boxes all over. Like, I would I would so just take the recordings of him moving the boxes around Mar-a-Lago and play the yakety uh theme underneath it. Silly Wonka. Now, I mean, don't kink shame anybody. Come on. I mean, if people want to do that, that's their business. You ladies are funny. Nothing has stuck because he hasn't broken any law. I mean, he hasn't even started the trial yet he's just been arraigned. It's just the arraignment process the trial hasn't started and clearly if, if, any, if, if any if half of this is true he could be going to prison for a long time if the judge and process isn't corrupt. Um, on August 8th FBI exe- executed a court authorized search warrant at a Laga the search warrant authorized the search and seized among other things all documents. Uh, During the execution of the warrant and the mar a lago Club, the FBI sees 102 documents with the classification markings in Trump's office, the storage room, um, including in the Trump's office, there are 27 documents, 6 top secret, 18 secret, 3 confidential. In the storage room, there are 75 documents, 11 top secret, 36 secret, 28 confidential. Counts 1 to 31, the general allegations of this indictment are re-alleged and fully incorporated here by reference. Honor about the dates set forth in the table below in Palm Beach County in the Southern District of Florida and elsewhere, the defendant Donald J. Trump, having unauthorized possession and access to and control over documents pertaining relating to the National of Defense, did willingly retain documents and failed to deliver them to the officer and employee of the United States entitled to receive them. That is Trump, without authorization, retained at the Mar-a-Lago documents, including the following. Count one. So here are the counts. Ah ah ah. Now, do I um. Do I wish? Do, am I go, how many people am I going to an, an annoy with um, with uh, if, if I do the count for each one of these? Count one. Ah ah ah. Uh, January twentieth to August eighth. Top secret. No foreign special handling. Document dated May third, twenty eighteen, concerning White House uh, intelligence briefing related to various foreign countries. So this is. Uh, Data defense classification mark and document description. So th- these are the, this is just the, let's see, just, let just, just, so these are all in violation. Let's see, let's, let's just, Title 18, let's just search that up. Title 18, US Code Section. 793 E. Gathering, transmitting, or losing defense information shall be... Whoever for the purpose of obtaining information respecting the national defense shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than 10 years or both. Whoever being entrusted with or having lawful possession of control of any document, writing code, books, signal book, sketch, photograph, photographic, negative, blueprint, plan, map, model, instrument, appliance note, or information relating to domestic defense through ghost negligence permits the same to be removed from its proper place of custody, delivered to anyone in violation of the trust, or be lost, stolen, abstracted, or destroyed, or having knowledge that the same has been illegally removed from its proper place of custody or delivered to anyone in violation of its trust, lost, stolen, abstracted, or destroyed, and fails to make a report such loss, theft, abstraction, or destruction to the superior officer shall be fined under this title or prison, uh, not more than 10 years or both. If two or more such persons violate conspire to violate any of the foregoing provision of the section and one or more of such persons do any of the effects, object to the conspiracy, each of the parties to such a conspiracy shall be subject to the punishment provided for the offense which the object of such conspiracy." All right, so here we go. So these are all of these, these 31 documents that are in here. And again, these are not including the documents that they chose to not include because there are documents that they chose to not include simply because of the fact that they were too secret. They could not risk having them be released in court. So this is no foreign, no foreign, uh, no foreign, uh, no foreign FISA. These are special handling, top secret, special handling, top secret, redacted, redacting. no foreign. I don't know what o means. I, don't, I think I don't know if we just skipped over that. Secret, no foreign, Uh, top secret, special handling, secret related to USA, Five Eyes, that's the Five Eyes one, FISA, no foreign, top secret, undated document planning military attacks by a foreign country, top secret TK, no foreign, Uh, military capabilities of foreign country, Uh, no marking, undated document concerning military contingency planning of the United States, so I don't know why that's in here because there's no marking, Pages of undated document concerning projected military, regional military capabilities of a foreign country and the United States. Um, no, no foreign. You know, undated document concerning military capabilities of a foreign country, United States. Secret, secret. La la la
1: Secret, secret. I got a secret.
0: Go ahead, Cynthia. OAN says Biden used witchcraft on McCarthy because he turned him into a newt. He's not newt. Newt's somebody else. But if, if, if OAN really made that joke, that's, that's actually funny. That's actually a really funny joke. I, I like it. And, and it's probably the first time. Count 32. The general allegations of this indictment are re-alleged fully incorporated by the reference. Uh, conspiracy and its objects it's on about May 11th, 22nd through about August, 2022 in Palm Beach. Um, now the defendants, Donald Trump and Waltine Nauta, did knowingly combine, conspire, confederate, and agree with each other and with others known and... Unknown to the grand jury, to engage in misleading conduct towards another person and corruptly persuade another person to withhold a record, document, and other object from an official proceeding, in violation of 18 U.S.C. 15b, and to corruptly conceal a record, document, or other object from official proceeding, in violation of 18 U.S.C. 1512c1. Purpose of the conspiracy: the purpose of the conspiracy was for Trump to keep classified documents he had taken from the White House and to hide and conceal them from federal grand jury manner and means of the conspiracy, the manner and means which the defendant sought to accomplish the objects and purpose of the conspiracy included, among other things, suggesting that Trump Attorney 1 falsely represents the FBI and grand jury that Trump did not have the documents, moving documents to conceal them from Attorney 1, the FBI, and the grand jury, suggesting that the Trump attorney hide or destroy documents called for by the subpoena, providing that the FBI and grand jury just some documents called for, causing a false certification to be submitted to the FBI and grand jury representing that all the documents had been submitted, making false and misleading statements to the FBI. So there you, I mean, that's, that's damning in and of itself. That's, that's the conspiracy. That's what probably will ultimately bring him down that the, especially the fact that he had two attorneys sign a document saying, Hey, yeah, we gave you everything. uh, Withholding a document or record, um, so those are the documents that they withheld because they moved the boxes around. Um, count 34, corruptly concealing a document or record. Um, basically the same that did it corruptly conceal a document record or other object. They hid concealed boxes that contained documents, classification markings from Trump Attorney 1 so the Trump Attorney 1 cannot find the documents to produce them to a federal grand jury, all in violations of Title 18, 15, 12, C, 1, and 2. Count 35, concealing a document in federal investigation. Um, general allegations of this indictment are re and fully incorporated here by reference. Um, between May eleventh and August 2022. In August twenty twenty-two, Trump and Nauda did conceal, cover up, falsify, and or make false entry in any record, document, a tangible object with the intent to impede, obstruct, influence the investigation and proper administration of any matter with the jurisdiction of a department and agency of the United States in relation to and contemplation of a matter such that is during a federal criminal investigation being conducted by the FBI, Trump had not a hid concealed and covered up from the FBI. Trump's continued possession of documents with classification markings at the Maryland Club and Trump caused the false certification to be submitted to the FBI. Again, all Donald Trump had to do is return the documents. All Donald Trump had to do is say, hey, here are all the, here are all the boxes. Here are all the documents. There you go. And he wouldn't have been fine. He wanted to keep his documents or the documents that he felt were his. And he lied to the FBI. He lied to the grand jury. He filled out the false paperwork and filed that false paperwork to the grand jury. And if you do that and they catch you, you're going to be charged with a crime. And don't cry when you are. That's not Biden going after you. That's you committing an unforced error. Count 36. Scheme to counsel. General allegations of this indictment are re-alleged and fully incorporated here by reference from or about May 11th, 2022 to August 22 in Palm Beach County, blah, blah, blah. Trump and Nauda, in a matter within jurisdiction, blah, 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 Did knowingly and false-like cover-up by trick scheme and device material fact that is during a federal and grand jury investigation and a federal criminal investigation being conducted by the FBI, Trump and now hid and concealed from a grand jury and the FBI. Trump's continued possession of documents and markings, okay? False statements, or representations, <clears throat> blah, blah, blah. Uh, false statement, diligent search was conducted on the boxes that were removed from the White House to Florida. The search was conducted after the receipt of the subpoena. Any along responsive documents accompany the certification, the statements and representations set forth above were false, as Trump knew, because Trump had directed the box to be removed from the storage room before Trump attorney went and conducted the search on June 2nd. And he knew that, the, that it did not include all of the boxes. And so it did not include all of the documents. And all responsive documents were not provided. In fact, after June 3rd, 2022, no more than a, more than 100 documents with classification markings were still at Mar-a-Lago on the, on the FBI search August 8th. Count 38. False statements and representations, the general allegations, yada, 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 same wording. Multinata, um, a matter within the jurisdiction, executive branch, which kind of did knowingly willfully make a materially false, fictitious, and fraudulent statement and a representation in a voluntary nature. So this is a 38th charge, but this is just NAUDA. I also have to say, wait, 38? I thought it was 37, but 38. 38 is just for NAUDA. The underscore statements and representations above were false. as not a noob because Nada didn't not, didn't in fact know that the boxes of Pine Hall had become the, from the storage room as Nada himself as this is trump point two and moved them, blah blah blah. Okay, this is the penalty sheet. Blah 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 blah. There was a better there was a better form of this that showed a better. That showed a better representation of what, of what the penalties are. But here's the penalty sheet. Counts 1 to 31. Willful retention of defense information. Max term of imprisonment, 10 years. No mandatory minimum. Max supervised release, 3 years. Maximum fine, $250,000. Count 32. Conspiracy to obstruct justice. Maximum term of imprisonment, 20 years. No mandatory minimum. Max supervised release, three years maximum fine $250,000 count 33 withholding a document record max term 20 years max fine $250,000 corruptly concealing 20 years $250,000 concealing a document in federal investigation 20 years $250,000 scheme to conceal five years $250,000 count 37 false statements and representation five years $250,000 and then Nauta has all the same things plus count 38, which gives another five years and
1: $250,000.
0: So here's the thing. And let's see, we've got five minutes left on the blog talk radio show, which is probably where I'll end the show for the night. So I'm sorry, callers, if you're trying to get on. We can continue the conversation next week if you wish. I mean, I don't know what guests I'm going to have on next week. I haven't gotten that far yet. Um, however, we've gone through – Most of the document, I think I've hit all the important points. I've scanned through some of the stuff that was repetitive. Um, Clearly, Donald Trump shared information with people he wasn't supposed to share information with, something that is not alleged that, that Biden or Putin did. Putin. Sorry, I'm seeing Putin on the screen. And Biden and Pence, they're not alleged to have done that. So willful retention of national defense information. I, if, if, if Trump would have just returned all of the documents, this would have been a thing. I would have said, you're stupid for, for taking that much stuff. Because to me, I don't even think, I don't necessarily think that, I think the level of stuff that Trump took versus what Pence and Biden took. I mean, dwarfs, Trump's taking of documents, Trump dwarfs Biden and Pence's clearly dwarfs them even that if if he would if he would just said okay fine you can have them all back and without if if he wouldn't have done anything else in in this in this in this indictment i'd have been like okay he had them he wasn't supposed to have them but he complied with the subpoena He, he he complied with the request he didn't even need a subpoena he just complied with the request he sent all the paperwork back that he was supposed to send back and just as Gibson Media would have said, "No harm, no foul." Done, and I would have, I would have said, treat them the same, treat Biden the same, treat Pence the same, treat Trump the same. If he would have just, because I would have agreed with one of the pundits that said this again, the purpose, while, while technically it's all illegal, if 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 you going if you're gonna punish people when they return the documents like there should, if there's no evidence of any other wrongdoing, you're just going to encourage people to, to, to do what Trump has done here with the rest of the stuff, except for the showing of information. But Donald Trump didn't just do that as alleged in the indictments, he did much more. He did much, much more. He, when asked for the information, he only sent some, and then he sent some more with a false statement that said, okay, well, this is – he said, okay, well, we're going to send the rest, and here's my attorney, and we're going to send all this stuff, and here's, here's the certification that this is the rest of the stuff that, we, that we're complying with the subpoena. But that was false. So he, he, he conspired with NAUTA to, to hide a bunch of the documents and then lie to the grand jury and lie to the FBI and say, here's, here's the rest of the documents. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no more, say no more, know what I mean, know what I mean. And then and then the FBI had to come back in again and get the rest of the stuff. And also, he is, on, he is recorded on audio as sharing top secret information with persons without clearance who clearly did not need to know. And is that even on there (coughs) corruptly concealing, concealing scheme to conceal false statements, representations. And he's not even being charged with that. He's not even being charged with the fact that he gave he showed the information To people that he shouldn't have shown it to. He's not even being charged with that. He should be charged with that, and he's not even being charged with that. He could be. He should be, but he's not. I don't know if 1 to 31, the willful retention of defense information, is going to cause anything. I don't know about that, but the obstruction of justice and the corruptly concealing a document and the scheme to conceal and the false statements, I think he's screwed with those if the judge actually acts right. Will, will the judge act right or the, will the judge be in his pocket because he appointed her and she's terrible? I don't know. We'll have to see. But this is the end of this week's episode of Liberal Dan Radio Talk from the Left That's Right. I'll be back next Wednesday, 8 p.m. Central here, youtube.com slash liberaldanradio or blogtalkradio.com slash dan. Again, I encourage everybody that listens to do so on YouTube because the chat is much more interactive, and the uh, much more responses, there's much more people there, and it helps my numbers, drive my numbers up there. If you have not yet subscribed to me on YouTube, please do so. Uh, watch some more videos, share the videos with your friends, get people to subscribe. I'm really pushing hard to try and reach 1,000 subscribers soon But get monetized. And if I do get 1,000 subscribers, the moment that happens, I will start doing two nights a week, Mondays and Wednesdays until next week this is Dan Zimmerman from the triple band radio walk to the left that's right